0: This is
1: Ramon Perez, artist of Tale of Sand, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comments. Finally, I love that sound. Okay. Well, one is literally on well, yeah, you're right, actually. We don't know how true that is up yeah. yeah. Ooh, nicely played. Dude. That's what I missed last week. Yeah. Nice big old sweaty steaming bucket of snot. I got none of that. And I, I miss it when it's not around. I think it's all, all cool. Yeah, I miss you. Calamity. Calamity. I think I can be a big thing think
2: very big, Really? really. a one um, former Wow. Wow. Wow was invited to uh, Henry's SummerSlam bash. He is trying to see if he can reschedule his fantasy draft because it's happening Sunday and he wants to come to the pay-per-view. But if he can't reschedule the draft, he ain't going to the pay-per-view.
1: I want to find a friend like Henry.
2: Oh, who gets the pay-per-view? Okay. Yeah, what yeah. Plans, my my son <laughs> wants... <SummerSlam. laughs> yeah, right. You're getting it uh, two? Uh,
1: yeah. Aww. My son nags the hell out of me every time he sees that there's going to be a pay-per-view and my wife's like hell no we're not getting that and i feel bad for the kid you know because i want to watch it too but she's not having it she does not want to pay for tv other than the the like three hundred dollars a month we already pay right you know what i mean yeah she hates cable hates it Well, Um, we don't have we don't have cable anymore but that's right she hates paying for entertainment
0: huh I don't mind at all. I consume massive amounts of paid entertainment.
1: Hence her reaction when my Visa bill comes in. Ah, Yeah. I say, live with it, bitch.
0: (laughs) SummerSlam could actually be a very light ticket unless they do some shenanigans with the uh, briefcases. Right. There's not a tremendous amount on that ticket. Like, it it doesn't seem like there's three hours on there. They got two Divas matches, which I know is because of the new E! show, but... Yeah, that's, that,
2: that's, that's me getting up. And
0: Wait a minute.
1: You, you don't like the diva matches?
2: <laughs> no, no dude,
1: Seriously, no. come on. Dude, they suck. They I, d- I don't care one wit about the wrestling, the actual wrestling content. I just like oh, seeing no, them.
0: That's the thing. I much prefer to watch the divas. like, the E! shows, actually kind of entertaining, but that's because they're just, like, being themselves. It's not, like, trying to wrestle. I, I like think... AJ Lee wrestle. I think she's a great wrestler, but I, yeah, I'm not. she is.
1: Yes, I think we should get a petition uh, online and, and get millions of signatures to at least cut some of the scripted content <laughs> of, of of raw. It is pathetic, it's horrible and it Dude, it, 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 it does the, nothing but waste time.
0: David was so right this whole making the McMahons the centerpiece of this whole thing again it just it just sucks the life out of the show it like,
1: really does
0: yeah I don't understand. and i got well, I gotta say.
1: Get Punk in front of the camera. Get him yeah. up because he he literally saves the show.
2: Did you watch Raw? Uh, some of it. I, I still I haven't watched it in its entirety. How are they going to let the Punk, Heyman, the two best guys on the mic,
0: shenanigans run late? Like run into the the end of the show? Like th- that's ridiculous. Like that that should have been in the centerpiece of the show. It should have been the yeah hell yeah. Should have yeah. Te- teased it, it in the first right. Yes. and and if you're gonna have a ba- if you're gonna have a Royal Rumble, dude, like, can you have more than three legitimate And big show, <laughs> dude. The second the second it started, I said to Colin and Jackson, I said, it's gonna come down to Henry Ryback and Rob Van Dam, and they're like, really? I'm like, watch, and then sure enough, I'm like, it's like, the only three people that aren't jobbers in the whole lineup. Yeah, <laughs> well, tag them jobbers. I cannot either believe tag teams or jobbers.
1: I can't believe how thick Henry is. That dude yes. is huge. A massive sort fucking dude. dude, man. But but unlike the Big Show, he can move.
0: Yeah. The yeah. Yeah, Big Show made a comeback. Ooh, I'm so uh, glad he's back. Jeez, no. The yeah, Big Show. Big,
1: big Show's a prop. He really is. He's like he's like an aluminum chair or the metal steps. When he's in the ring, I almost don't even see him because he's like he doesn't even move. He's a
2: chameleon, yeah. Yeah. He's just like where'd he go? He
0: if sports. Vince wasn't such a size queen, the league would be so much better off. Size queen.
2: He is. Yeah, the guy's yeah. got to be big. The the his his ver- if you think about people like Hulk Hogan, Bruno San Martino, love him, uh, um, uh, uh, Cena, in uh, the Rock. I mean, I mean, all Cena, Rock, Savage, um, Ultimate Warrior. These were all huge dudes. And then the only reason Bret Hart got the belt is because of the whole steroid scandal. Yeah, yep.
1: Bret Hart's cooler than almost all those guys. Except, yeah. except for he was
2: he was the most talented mm-hmm. aside from probably Savage, but I mean as far as a technical wrestler, he was probably their best champion of, of that time. I gotta Did say,
0: you, I assume you haven't watched the Diva Show. No, dude, it was Cray. So the the Bella twins, you know, the, mm-hmm. in 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 real life, they they date uh, Cena and yeah. um, and Dana O'Brien. right? He's all
1: stanky with it.
0: So the one is like crazy serious. They're both like well, at least. I mean, again, it's a TV show, so who's to say, you know, if it's legitimate or not, but they're they're portrayed to be very seriously involved with them both. Um, so I guess, uh, the, the, the one that was with Daniel Bryan, they went to visit Cena and the other one at Cena's Place to hang out and like get to know, like get to know Cena better. Dude, Cena's Place is like, it was like an episode of Wife Swap. Cena's Place is like a fucking palace. (laughs) Like it's it's this gigantic <laughs> mansion in Tampa with Bellaire. all air cars in in Florida. Um and then and then freaking uh then they go to visit uh Daniel Bryan and he lives in this bumble ass little <laughs> house that he grew up in that he bought from his parents um in Washington State. Oh shit. And it's like it's like night and freaking day.
1: Obviously there's no razors in his area either. Well,
0: that's his whole look. Uh, his... I
1: hate the beard. Hate really? it. Yeah. Respect the beard. No, nah, I don't like it. Well, beard. do so, at least do something with it. Like trim it like a goatee, like an evil thing, or like you know, put points on it. But it's just like, yeah, you didn't shave. I'm surprised he's he doesn't not... let it go down his neck.
2: He's probably not going to shave until the heel turn. Okay.
1: All right. Hey, everybody! Eleven o'clock comics, episode 278, and I'm Vince B. And you're back,
2: You're Vince the B. I am back. Yes, we. I am David A.
0: Price. Yes, you are. And I am not Christopher Neisman. I am Adam Baldwin.
1: No. What did he do now?
2: No, that no. Adam's the cool one, the actor one. No, from, yeah, Adam's the cool one, dude, from Firefly and uh, Gosh, gotcha. okay. right, yeah, okay,
0: brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, he's no, not related.
1: You are not Adam Baldwin. You are Jason Wood, everybody what? in the house. And you do not have to be a diva to get massive discounts <laughs> on your comic books. Just go to one place and one place only: Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Huge, colossal, super slam discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles like the Archie 1,000-page comics jamboree. This is the second volume. Do not confuse it with the first. It's another 1,000 pages of comics. Dan Parent and various. $14.99 cover price. Your price at DCBS? Guess.
0: $2.
1: No, I wish. I'd buy a gross (laughs) of them. $7.49. And from the Mighty Mighty Marvel, written... By Joe Kelly. Yes. <laughs> it is the whopping. Well, how many pages is this bitch? It's got to oh, be at least so. 1,200 pages. I, I was going to say at least 1,000, but yeah. It is the Deadpool Joe Kelly omnibus what? collecting Deadpool 1 to 33, uh, 0, negative 1. That was like the flashback issue, wasn't it? Uh, Daredevil Deadpool annual 97 Deadpool death annual 98 baby's first deadpool book which is extremely expensive if you tried to buy that Indeed. yeah amazing spider-man number 47 huh why why does it have amazing spider-man number 47 in it
0: uh don't know
1: and 611 and material from Deadpool number 900. The cover price on this bad boy and there's Ed McGuinness art in it. Woohoo. Uh, the cover price on this thing is $125. Respect the price, but it's not what you're going to pay. You nope. can you can have this a copy of your very own for $62.50. That's yes. 50% off. You're not even going to get it that cheap at Amazon. Don't even try. And, oh, I'm doing Archie twice this week because they're so great. From Archie, written by Dean Haspiel and Mark Wade, with art by Dean Haspiel and Ellen Pesalacqua, it's the Fox. It's a new series. There's variant covers by Darwin Cook. I'm going to kill him. Fiona Staples. <laughs> the cover price is two ninety nine, dollars And your price is $1.49. That's 50% off. DCBS, dcbservice.com, they do not mind late orders and additions, and you can get your paper previews cheap for a buck and change. Oh, also, if you're a first-time customer, what is the code, David, to uh, net them an extra 8% off their already massively discounted order?
2: EOC8. That's it.
1: Very simple. Three letters and a number. EOC8 will get you an extra 8% off. Don't hesitate. Just go there, please. If you... Just don't be stupid. DCBService.com. Bada boom. No doubt, son. yes. So what's up? We'll be drinking. You you guys talk about what you're drinking, and I'm going to go beat the boy for a second.
2: That's awesome. uh, all Do right. Do it. David, you want to go? Well, if I'm the only one. Okay, yes. Well, maybe uh, you're not, dude. Okay. All right. All right. That's what I figured. Fuck it. I'll go. All right. I am drinking some from Chile. Frontera, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Merlot blend. Oh, nice.
0: That's, that's, uh, I'm drinking some grape too. All right. Uh, I'm drinking, and I don't speak the French, so pardon moi. Uh, I'm that's drinking right Chateau, there. Chateau La Rose Sans Sauvure. Uh, it's a 2010, uh, vintage. It's, uh, it's, a. Um, uh, uh, it's a Midoc, uh which is sort of like a Malbec It's a Modoc uh, But uh, it's nice and dry, which I love And uh, it's jam good So, no idea where we got it Just picked the bottle out of the the, the wine fridge And uh, opened it up before the show So,
1: Wow, see when I do drink wine I, I can't have the dry Can't have it Oh, gotta have it No, I need, have. I need my nice and wet and fruity Go ahead, say it Like my men there you go.
2: <laughs> You're too easy. I know. You got to reach um, for it. Oh. Okay, Vince. Um Hi. They for whatever reason Amazing Spider-Man 47 is referenced in uh Deadpool number 11. It's the issue where um they do the uh the Amazing Fantasy 15 homage cover. Ah, uh, okay. That oh, makes sense. Oh, nice. So there, there is a Spidey connection. I mean in in the Spidey issue the main villain is Kraven. Uh, yeah, but sense. it's, it's also reprinted when, when they talk about where Amazing 47 has been reprinted. Um, it's Marvel Tales, Marvel Masterworks, Spider-Man Essentials, and Deadpool 11. So they're, they're basically reprinting a reprint in the omnibus.
1: Cool. It's gotta be, a, it's a book to have. Gotta be ah! Uh-huh. It's Deadpool. Come on, I, I, yeah, no, wait. I love. I mean, I like the whole run, but those McGinnis issues are something special.
0: They're pretty, uh, yeah. Serious, yep.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what. You what know, what? they didn't. They didn't include in that omnibu, but they should have. Yes, encyclopedia Dead, like Deadpool.
1: Deadpoolica, I know. I Which know. You
0: gave me as a present.
1: It's because I love you.
0: Yeah. You yeah. man.
1: I know. Well, I, I don't know. I'm the man, but I know you love it, and so I figured, what the hell? Make yes, make my boy's nice. dream come true. What up, son? So, so you have every paper edition of Deadpool?
0: I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can't think about what I I couldn't think about what I don't have. Nice. So yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I even
1: liked that that stretch where they tried to make Deadpool a little bit more serious, like the what was it called? Funeral for a friend, like towards the end of the uh and he was crossing over with Punisher more often than not.
0: Yeah, It right got a little weird with the whole, like they did the whole um, Udon Studios thing with the Agent X. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. That was a little whack. Yeah. I didn't like Gail Simone wrote that.
1: I know, I know. I, I liked her, her run on uh, Deadpool a lot. I, I've never disliked the character.
0: And what was the name of that when, the, when they did that with Cable and they made him like a freedom fighter down in the South America? Was that Soldier, it was? X. Soldier, Soldier X. Soldier X, yeah. Yes,
1: drawn by the amazingly talented Corday. <laughs> Igor Corday. Some whack. That one. is, no, 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 It's that is a great series. Soldier X is,
2: like, a, oh, come on. They didn't.
1: Dude, you, all right, let's just put it on the table. What would you rather have, Soldier X or Cable and X-Force?
0: Oh, cable and X Force.
1: No there's no, you're lying to me. You cannot see, even say that.
0: that I just did? did.
1: Nah, you're saying it to make me mad, is what you're doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't get mad.
1: I don't. I mean <laughs> figuratively. Yeah. yeah.
0: The old Sicilian Vince is coming out, lately. I, I
1: am not feeling. I mean, I you know I love the the creative team on it, but I'm just not feeling cable and uh, X Force. No. Oh. No. Nope. Uh, oh well. Let's move on. let's talk about some great stuff, okay? because uh, as you know we we well what? you have I, a do we have a thank you
2: um, don't put me on the spot the, the uh, um, I'm dying to know yeah there's something that probably came out today that we can all talk about, but yeah, I'd like to know what you guys maybe were reading while you were away. I haven't heard from either of you in a couple of weeks, so I just wouldn't. Well,
1: I'm going to so let you down.
2: Yeah, I already, I already got. While you were rebooting, I I got
0: the answer from Vince and It's disheartening.
1: Yeah, I did not read one comic when That's when okay. I was away. Uh, I because I don't usually have the time to dip in. I got caught up on all my art magazines. That's I, I, cool. I I read Art Forum. I read Freeze. I read a little bit of print. Um, I read a uh, history of the Velvet Underground. <laughs> Oh yes, I mean no comics at all. I'm I'm sorry to say, but it I just I wasn't in the mood, you know, because I had long stretches of at the beach. You have long stretches of time you can just blow on prose. So I figured, why the hell not? Right? No. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. No, I I, I, I
0: may unlike Vince, I manned up and read. Thank comics. you. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 glad I could count on someone. Yeah. I read the uh, the first six issues of the Marvel Now Deadpool, written uh, by Brian Posehn and Jerry Duggan and illustrated um, by Tony Moore. Uh, I read the um, – I reread the first bunch of issues of Saga and then caught up and read up to issue, I think, 12 oh, of Saga. So awesome. So awesome.
1: It's, it's unnatural how good that book is.
0: It's great. Yeah. Um, I – Started reading, I'm about halfway through, um, so I'll probably wait until I finish it and then I'd love to talk to you guys about it. Uh, the um, uh, Martial Law Deluxe Edition. Uh, now is like you, Are that. you
1: reading this for the first time now? Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Pat I envy Mills,
0: you. Pat Mills and Kevin O'Neill. Yep. So that, I've had it on my shelf for a while. I guess it came, like I forget when it came out. It came out six, eight months ago, I guess. But it's just been sitting on my shelf, so I brought it with me because I'm like, oh, I haven't read that. Let me give that a try. Um, I read... Um, I read the as as one of the sort of rolling into the thank yous. I believe just piggybacking off something you and Chris talked about last week uh, is a thank you. I read the latest uh, of Mr. Tom Shulley's, uh masterpiece uh, uh-huh. of uh, of um, uh, Satan, Satan's, Satan's so, yeah, um, which is fantastic. And I got to thank
1: th- th- thank Tom as well.
0: And then the thing that I, I, I just ha- at some point tonight, want to definitely talk about because it was awesome and, uh, just, just a total treat and easily the best thing I've read in a while, uh, were the first two, uh, hardcovers of Dark Horse's Conan, volumes 13 and 14, the, the first two versions, uh, ver- uh, the first two volumes written by Mr. Brian Wood, my cousin. That was some great comics. So I-, I thought it was freaking awesome. Start to finish. Cool. So. So, yeah, so I read a bunch. Uh, I also read uh, Infinity, which yeah, I think we're going to we chat gonna, about. We are.
1: Can we get mm-hmm. back to Satan's Soldier for a second? Sure. Uh, I, w- as soon as I got it, naturally, I poured through it. And then I messaged Tom on in the Twitterverse, and I said, Brother, I think this is the best thing you've ever done. Really? Yes. It it looks nothing like Godland. I mean, if oh if, no, if, no. if uh, any listener uh, knows Mister Sholley from Godland, you will not get any of that in in Satan Soldier. Uh, but there's it. It's an odd, a really strange book, mm-hmm. and it's all the better for it because it has a very unique look, and it comes from the paper being Definitely. pink, you know. Yes. Um, but the thing, I don't. I mean, not that I'm jaded, but. It takes a lot to get me to actually laugh out loud reading a a comic. It's got to be like, say, uh, Kurtzman or or, or Mort Drucker or somebody. You know, uh, Severin can make me laugh out loud just uh, character faces or you know uh, pratfalls and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. as I was reading, and it happens very early in the issue too, Satan Soldier Number Two. He's he's in orbit above the planet. And and he's using his, his laser vision to, to pick off yeah. um targets and he's going
0: pew pew <laughs>
2: <It's> just, <Yeah.
1: laughs> I freaking I, I lost it. It's I think it's the funniest thing. Um but you know what else is cool? We get to see the um Satan soldier universe the version of the Newsboy Legion in this. With with the little boys. Mm. And and we got we got our own little flippa dippa analog uh-huh. it, it's just amazing uh inventive as hell like um the the coloring is especially uh, yeah it's it, it, so like
0: the last issue we talked about that yeah, right? it's at it's, it's, it's so at so one
1: it. time very unique and it uh it's
0: like there's I, like a ruby like like it does like, it, yeah
1: but i i i have to be honest it it both attracts and repulses me there's something very scary about this coloring and you know, rightly so, because of the character. The title character is a dick, yeah, he, he, not not a good man at all. No. Um, but I'm, I'm going to leave it up to people to check out for themselves because I think it's an amazing piece of work. The character design is astounding, and I I'm getting the impression from this that Mister sholey I could be wrong, is, is trying to create comics as fast or or let me put this another way create comics with a speed that mirrors the speed in which we read them because this this comic is so freaking immediate i mean there there's no fancy pants going on here tom yeah. is throwing it down yeah. and right. you know like like a golfer in the rough he's playing it where it lays and i think the book really benefits from it 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 has a, a totally unique very raw stripped down, unfiltered look. I love it. And and there's, like I said, there's absolutely, positively nothing out there like this. Um, why Picture Box is not scooping this up is way beyond yeah, my ability great. to understand. Because this blows away, well, I like Picture Box books, but this is in a class by itself. And they would their, their catalog would sincerely benefit from a book like this. So Dan, get off your ass and get in touch with Tom because this thing is awesome. Uh,
2: I, your my laugh out loud moment was probably where he he has uh, he has his babies in his cape.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> and you've you, you never seen superhero drown his babies before. <laughs> it was just, I just yeah. Of what all do you the things for it to just but it? it I don't know why that th- those two pages just struck me, but I mean, and, for
0: some reason I loved the. The name Terror Dactyl. Yes, I love that. yes. And the <laughs> I sexual why.
1: assault sequence was raw. It was brutal. Yeah. And yeah. the dude. And the judo chop. Yeah, but the, and and Tom, you know, it was it was a penis. We knew it was a penis, but he didn't. He, you know, he wasn't licking his lips. While he was drawn. It. It's oh, just there, right? But savage. And then he laughs. Yes. He laughs at the predicament. Like, man, I'm hoping he's got some regenerative powers. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does.
1: But I tapped tap that too.
0: Yeah you would. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ.
1: Love it. I, I, I just I can't wait till the next one. I've gotten to, to the point where I don't read the uh the online version because I want to wait for this. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Tom's a massive, massive talent. Holy crap. Mang. Love it. But anyway. Um yep. what? Oh, what was I saying before? What? We kinda wax and wane on the mainstream stuff, more some of us more than others. I was gonna here. say pardon. yeah, no, we do. Uh, when, I I'm when, guilty when, of that.
0: Speaking of, of of big two and not waxing and waning, uh I'm glad you reminded me, Vince, two things. One, unrelated to that, uh, but you were on vacation and you had a lovely time from what I understand. Um shit hole. But go happy ahead. Happy belated birthday, my brother.
1: Yes, indeed. Forty eight.
0: The big five zero? No, you dick. <laughs> not that I care if I was, but I'm not. Yeah, That's point. all good, though. No, seriously, I, I wish we were had a chance to talk, actually, on the day, but we didn't, so happy belated. But then, back to the waxing and waning on the... Uh, you know, the Man of a Thousand Podcasts actually still participates and runs another podcast I know. that we rarely, I was, if ever, talk about.
1: I was going to hit him with that. You can A little me, show called
0: Marvel Noise, which just celebrated its 200th episode.
1: That's awesome.
0: So congrats to Dapp and Steve Raker and Alan and Tom Morris yeah. and Chris Campbell L.A. Rabbit. and yeah. Yep, L.A. Rabbit and and the millions of other fine folks that have contributed over the years. But I hear uh, they do good work. Yeah, no doubt.
1: Well, with Dapp at the controls, how could they not? Nah, I
0: got to keep it real. Dapp is uh more like the um Vince McMahon. The he's like the uh, the Laura <laughs> Linney uh, <laughs> on on introducing um Downton Abbey now. He he kind of just <laughs> And the intro That's music even, introduces you the show. Could, and then, could do,
2: you could do Alan Cummings with, with, with Sherlock or Masterpiece You're, made, you're way and, sexier than Alan Cummings, though. <laughs> well,
0: thank you, bro. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> he like he, he intros the show, and then, like, I got to be honest. Like, usually I'll, I'll put it on, and I'll be listening, and I'll be like, wait, is he going to talk today? He's going to talk today? Oh, he's not going to talk today. All right, I'll turn it off. Damn. But every now and then, he's like, I'm going to come back later, and I'm going to hit you all with my thoughts on this. And I'm like, all right, I'll stay tuned. I'll stay tuned, player. So, congrats, buddy, and congrats, yeah, Thank Marvel Noise, man, two hundred.
1: That's good work, David. See, you do have it in you when you're not like all dived up.
2: Yeah, oh, when I, I don't said. have someone holding me back.
1: Hey, now,
2: that's just
1: wrong. Yeah. But you know ah, what? what?
2: What? I mean, tonight we can do a bullpen bulletin, so we can talk about infinity.
1: Yes, I would yes. really, and and it brings me back to what I was talking about before. I am guilty of waxing and waning on the mainstream stuff yes. more than my co-hosts, right? Correct. Um but uh, thankfully there's always something around the corner that that reignites my love, makes me reminds me why I love these characters so much and um the the current event at Marvel Infinity has done that again like um uh, like, not many in the past. I can't remember, and this is not a slight at Mr. Bendis, I cannot remember, short of the Crease skrull War, when the Avengers was this good.
2: Uh, Maybe the Celestial it, Madonna. Yeah. Um, well, you mean as far as, like, events?
1: Sto- no, well, back then they weren't events. Well, they right, were just they, like, were, they were storylines.
2: Yeah, were, they like, were like just
1: far-reaching, extended storylines um this is f- phenomenal um and 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 uh, you know with me i i look for deeper meaning in pretty much uh, bubblegum rappers but there's something going on here that i think hickman is is playing it very sly there's a, a strong metatextual uh slant to this stuff
2: what what i'm enjoying and it i uh I read the last three or four issues of Avengers. So I read the Prelude to Infinity. I finished that yeah. late last night, early this morning, and then I was catching up on New Avengers today because I was a couple issues behind. Um,
1: There's one other book that's an Infinity Prelude besides Avengers. Uh, okay. one, one other Avengers book. It's um, I'll tell you exactly right now. Let's see. I'm tapping. It is... New Avengers 8 is an Infinity Prelude.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's the second Diodano issue. Um,
1: Who's very impressive recently, by the way. Yes, yes. I don't I know agree. what it is. I mean, we talked about this before. I'm very impressive. I don't know what he's drinking, but keep drinking it. Hmm. The, yeah. um,
2: it, it what I'm noticing with... It, it started with Avengers, and, and it, it really kind of hammered home towards the middle of the first issue of infinity Hickman is playing around, making them contemporary, putting them in a modern setting, tweaking them a little bit, but he's taking the characters that were new to me when I was reading them because they were new to everybody in the eighties who mm-hmm. were reading the new universe or the space Knights, mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's, they are part of this, Storyline, this event, and, and right. it's just, and I mean, and he, I've told you guys after you were talking about it that you know, telling me not just not just Jason, but you know Steve and 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 Pat Loika and so many other people have said that you know, yeah, eventually go back and and check out Tickman's Fantastic Four, and I had yeah, in the back of my mind that I, I eventually, yeah. yes, it, it's 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 on my you know, gonna get to regina not my actual what i have in my possession and, and it's and and after reading this it it's it's making its way closer to to being a reality
1: yeah yeah well let, let, let's uh set it up for the folks at home um the uh spawn of the builders known as x nihilo he's uh he's known as a gardener right he's on mars and uh his angle is uh, he, he not only recognizes the potential of, of the human organism right but in the the potential in that organic spaceship on which uh, that organism resides the earth so those origin bombs that he's flinging at the planet uh, were done not only to make uh, the uh, the organisms Evolve. It it, it it was intended to evolve the planet as well, to make make the the planet sentient, um, aware, capable of communication, self repair, reproduction, and and uh, so. If memory serves, wasn't slash isn't this the goal of Morrison's multiversity? Didn't Grant say that one of the things he wanted to do with the DC universe is make the DC universe sentient? Do you remember him saying that?
0: Uh, Yeah, I I do. So, so like,
1: Hickman is essentially beating Grant Morrison to the punch. Because right. we have not seen Multiversity yet. Uh, but this is... Well,
0: to be fair, though, like, I don't know that Hickman's... Hickman's well, I, not... I don't not, think... He's not... Like, it's not new that... The, I mean, Marvel's long established that, that the that they that that it's that they're sentience, right? I mean that's you've you've always had eternity and you've had, I mean that's that's part of the Starlin cosmic. Well no but universe. never
1: never the planet itself. I mean if if the Marvel the majority of the Marvel universe, the focal point of the Marvel universe is the Earth. So you make the Earth aware, you essentially are making the entire Marvel universe aware. Because you know what I mean? If if the origin is then what is going on with my computer? If the origin is, right, then everything else falls falls into, into place as, as I'm not saying he's making the universe aware. But if the star of your show is a sentient planet, it's always in the forefront, right? That's what I'm right. saying. And uh, so, I mean, I don't think it's a conscious effort on Hickman's part to scoop Morrison, but I'm saying... This is doing the same thing that, uh, essentially, Morrison claimed he wanted to do. But, and this is where it gets into the metatextual aspect of it, you have Ex Nihilo as a gardener, right? He, th- that's his title. He tends, he, he cultivates, he instigates growth, he, he prunes when necessary. He's that, Mr. Green Jeans. That's the same, it's the exact thing. That mainstream comic book creators do with the characters and the universe in which they reside. The when when a a creative team gets stagnant on a book, and maybe the yield drops and the stuff becomes tasteless, um, and and you know um, it's overgrown with garbage and it's hard to tell the good stuff from the weeds. They bring in another creative team to to tend this this main, this uh, corporate garden as best they can. They introduce new concepts. That's Those are the origin bombs. That's what Hickman's doing. He's flinging concepts at the Marvel Universe and watching how the characters respond in his wake. So, Hickman is doing the same thing X-Nihilo is doing. That's, it, it's, uh, that's what's pulling me into this. It's not only a really good superhero tale, but it works on a shitload of levels. Did you guys get this when you were reading it? I mean it's it, it's staring me right in the face.
2: Well no, I, I wasn't I'm not as tuned into Morrison as some of my brothers, so I wasn't really picking up a Morrison vibe from it. It was No,
1: it's it's not a Morrison vibe because
2: No, just well,
1: it's 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 obvious. You don't have to I'm not saying that you're a lesser reader for not seeing it, but it's right there. I mean, it's not buried like Morrison, it's not couched in um esoterica or you know, it, it's it's on the real close to the surface i mean but you know I, you, you would have grabbed onto it sooner or later you were probably in awe of the actual events of the thing which are amazing
2: i was i was in awe of the gorgeous art uh, i mean and not just and not just chung's no line. But I mean, the colors are amazing. Even I was, I was looking at it. I'm looking at it on my iPad and I'm zooming in and, I'm, and even the lettering. Yeah. Everything about this day. It really is one of those. And I, as I'm turning the pages, I'm just, I am, this doesn't feel, and whether it's because it's, it's, we'll say self-contained in the, in the Avengers books between you have the, the main mini and then you have the, t- and if you're, this is one of those things where you kind of, if if I don't know who would really be getting this if they're not already reading Hickman's two Avengers books, but the the uh, you don't, you don't yeah. really have to though because Avengers. Oh, I disagree. No, I disagree. Uh, no,
1: seriously, Avengers fourteen to seventeen, which were the prelude issues, there is not a whole hell. I mean, they're they're awesome and they do a, a very nice setup, and I I, I will admit that infinity number one is a richer experience for having read these but you do not you do not necessarily need to read these things going in
2: maybe not the first issue of infinity which is the setup but I mean we don't know what's gonna play out I, right were, right there, I, yes when when um, when they're at uh, when they're talking to to brand and and he's telling Iron Man in this stupid shitty looking armor I and, do not like America, it it looks that like is ridiculous it, it what was Star-Lord the star lord looking helmet thing no not
1: not even star lord it looks like friggin um spitfire in the troubleshooters like oh, it, it looks right. horrible that's,
2: oh, that's i call. like the little sun from from the from 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 the arc reactor but i mean the the, the helmet is just that's yeah it's
1: like cool. a football helmet but is, chung doesn't i doesn't, mean exactly. he makes it work yeah. with what he makes
2: and he makes captain america's new look Work. Also, oh yeah, But, yeah. The, but even you know, so, while they're while they're talking about Captain Universe, uh, Captain America, and and Iron Man are are saying that you know, well, she she told manifold, you know, that something big was coming, and and her son's like, well, you know, you should have should have listened to her so yeah i mean that, that happened an issue or two ago in avengers so i mean they didn't hit you over the head with it you know i'll oh, pick this up if you want to know more about that conversation right. but things that they do reference in this first issue hickman had play out already and right so so yeah you don't need to read those to read this first issue but that doesn't mean that you know they, but there were a lot of other things that happened in the first issue that would have been that you would have benefited if you've been reading yeah, like the... The, so the first he, page from New Avengers.
1: Fleshing out Kevin would have worked a little bit better. Uh, I mean, they had to hit the ground running with Infinity. And knowing more <laughs> about the star brand and wh- what they did, you know, how he... The trials he endured since he got the power, and where they put him, like in the Dyson Sphere, yeah. that that they could have used a, maybe a l- little bit more of that in Infinity Number One. But
0: uh, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I have to say, I I really enjoyed Infinity Number One. Oh you my know, god! You know, I'm a huge Hickman fan and an even bigger Chung fan, so this was a no-brainer for me. But I totally and completely disagree with you that you didn't have to read anything up to this. I, I think you're 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 introduced to this complex concept of these different universes and earths coming upon each other. You're introduced to the Illuminati who you may or may not even know, unless you've been reading Marvel for a long time, blowing up a planet, not knowing why in context you're introduced to this horned guy that they're calling Exnihilo. Nihilo. You have no idea. If you haven't read up that, you have no idea who he is, why he's, you, you might even think he's an ally. Like he's an Avenger, the way that they portray him in this issue. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're introduced to his sister Abyss in passing to the very end of the book. And she's like the soothsayer. um, you're introduced to this space. I mean, there's a lot of complexity here that all works perfectly for me because I've read 20 issues of Avengers. Right. But I think there's a tremendous number of characters, many of which are not, quote-unquote, core Marvel characters, that I think, you know, you, you you without the benefit of the back matter, you'd be like, what the fuck? But now Well, that means, I think you I, can
1: say the same I, thing about any X-book.
0: Oh no, I agree. But what I'm saying is, I'm just disagreeing with your statement that you 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 didn't need to have the the back the backstory. I, now that all that said, I I think it's unrealistic in today's day and age to assume that that the majority of people reading Infinity haven't been reading Avengers. So I don't think it's really an issue. Right. But I certainly would disagree. Like if I hear Hickman on an interview being like, "Oh, we tried to make this so it's accessible to anybody," that's BS. I don't think that's true. Why? Hick- Hickman is a long form storyteller at his yeah. best, and I think this is the 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 first. You know uh, the first crescendo of the the, the storyline he's been setting up in the Avengers books,
1: but yeah, I think the 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 gist of the first issue is very very simple. I mean, you he essentially jettisoned all of the bric-a-brac in favor of, and we'll flesh it out when we get to it. Thanos wants to know something. Right. He he sends an assassin out to gather that information, right. and the assassin comes back and. Relays the information to him. I mean, what's what's so convoluted about that? Uh, anybody who hasn't read the Avengers, and if they glean that from the book, that's step one.
0: Sure, but it's ninety pages, though. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. Oh, going there's
1: up. a lot of title pages too.
0: No, no. But yeah. What I'm saying is, is that is that that you're right. That may be the core of what you need to take away from it, but mm-hmm. but that belies the fact of there's ninety percent of the other stuff. Right. They're, they're, it, they're, it's, it's a
1: problem with comics
0: especially captain
2: universe the the space right. knights, right and, and, and yeah I mean we're not the, the only thing that's missing out of this first issue is all the stuff they were dealing with with aim yeah and, and I mean so that 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 you've been reading about in Avengers but you've had yeah you had the captain universe stuff you have x nihlo you have um the new universe stuff you, you, have, well, you have, have
1: let's let's tell them about it a little all bit
2: right,
1: go ahead. all right we'll get them up to snuff so, Avengers 14, which is uh, an Infinity Prelude, the first of five, uh, co- counting um, New Avengers 8. It's the first of five, oh. right? Hickman, Nick Spencer, I can't tell where Hickman ends and Nick Spencer begins. I'm going to
0: assume it's Hickman 98%. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I'm thinking. Based on Morning Glories, I'm, I'm thinking. But whatever. Um, illustrated by Stefano Caselli and colors by Frank Martin. Is this related to Laura? Laura Martin
2: I don't know and actually you know that, that, that's really the only thing regarding the creative team that kind of irked me is I don't know how fast and furious these, these issues were coming out but when we got to the fourth part of the prelude Caselli he needed help. help
1: yeah Marco Rudy and Martin. And, Ciccetto yeah,
2: and, and the, the Ciccetto pages as few as they are are gorgeous the, the Rudy stuff not as much
1: I didn't mind them but I think these issues were double shipped weren't they
2: I'm sure they were, yeah,
1: yeah, so um ex nihilo's flinging origin bombs at the planet and uh jump starting the evolution of both the species, the human species, and the planet um it's really cool because we see the rise of these um multi faced anthropomorphic uh call them planetary antibodies in india these these block headed multi-faced gray skinned creatures pop up and they quickly commence to rebuild and repair physical structures but the uh, there's some unintended doom-laden results because uh like each each batch of uh, antibodies, these creatures are they have a specific task. one is for communication, one is for you know um, like repair and they all fail. Uh, similar results occur for organi- organisms in Australia uh, mm-hmm. because the multiverse is fractured. And I'm guessing this is a result of um, the last event, which was both hot and cold, right? Um, so you have the these unintended results the the creatures uh, at the assorted wound sites are emitting a pulse which effectively knocked down the power grid sending everything into a frenzy You got downed airplanes overheated nuclear reactors etc needless to say the Avengers are kept quite busy and the most inventive moment of which is Sam Wilson using birds mm-hmm. to track airborne planes in lieu of air traffic controllers. That I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I did not know he could do that. Yes. When did that become a thing? I mean, I, I, I knew Red Wing. Right. But he could do that with all birds?
2: He, there must be a connection with... with, um, yeah, with Dude, with. he's Sam motherfucking Wilson. I he know.
1: I know. Hey, Cap doesn't take on stra- uh, slackers. But... So then it you, you brings us to Avengers 15, and Banner's at the controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers are out cleaning up, helping people, saving the day. Banner's back at the home base, and he's trying to trace the origin of the pulse, and he does, to Perth, Australia. Right. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, a doctor on uh, AIM Island applies the concept of fetal sound therapy. You know, when you play music for your baby in the womb and uh, Mozart is supposed to make him smart, well, he bombards this one of Ex-Nihilo's pods with the pulse, the sound of the pulse on a loop. And it wakes something up. Um... Uh, Meanwhile, Captain Universe becomes even more cryptic than usual, proclaiming that all is lost. We're done. It's all over. I'm glad I'm here at the beginning of the end. You've been great. Here's your consolation prize. We're all dead. Um, And then the sleeper from the AIM Island pod wakes up and screams towards Perth, Australia, which just so happens to be the location of the Avengers. So in issue 16, the Avengers face this robotic... Cyclopian beast that levels them in in one once uh blow boom, Avengers are all knocked unconscious um, and then Kevin, who has the star brand, the power of the star brand, it learns the seemingly unlimited ways in which to wield the power uh Captain Universe and manifold arrive on Galador which broke my heart because it's the home of the star faring space knights. yeah and she tells Eden to go back get your ass out of here, warn the Avengers that they need to get bigger and again, Hickman with the forced evolution theme Um, (laughs) the AIM Island anomaly levels the entire Avengers uh, and this is really strange and I'm sure we'll be seeing the fallout from this Uh, the AIM agents take DNA samples from all of the fallout Avengers that's creepy Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know I can only imagine the implications of that. Um, but AIM has a plan. They seem to be one jump ahead. Well, a couple of jumps ahead, even Banner and Tony, because they know what's going on here. They know about the multiverse. They know about the the, the forced evolution, and they're gonna they're gonna in effect. While stealing this incredibly powerful organism they 're going to save the day because they use um the uh what do they call it to pull the the creature into the bleed There was a name for it oh the uh I forget what they call it, but anyway they they suck <coughs> they suck this giant <coughs> cyclopean robot thing into the breach, saving the day. Um, the succeeding where the Avengers have failed, in effect, right? But Eden arrives to save the day, and this is Avengers number 17, uh, by teleporting the AIM agents far away from his comatose comrades. Um, and shortly thereafter, in order to fulfill Captain Universe's plea to get bigger, this to- took me totally by surprise. I did not see this coming. Cap petitions ex nihilo and his sister, Ab- yeah. Abyss, for membership in the Avengers. I said, what? I thought these guys were the bad guy. Um, yep. No, they're not. Uh, the bad guy is is looming around the corner. Um, and Starbrand joins the team as Death and Destruction and Doom laugh their asses off from the cheap seats because it is by no means far from over. And that's where Infinity Number 1 comes in. And the uh, the chisel hits the oscillator damn quick. As and it even hurts to say it, Hickman, you bastard. Yeah, galador is destroyed. Yeah, all the space knights are gone, including Brandy. It, uh, she's not a whore. <laughs> Why you got to say that?
2: She's a total <laughs> slit.
1: But no, Brandy's awesome. Brandy's my gal, and and. <laughs> Uh, did they make reference to Rom? Like, I
2: think they do, because yeah. Yeah, cause Anakin over there was talking about how... Uh, he did look like Anakin, I agree. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was talking about how his grandfather. How dad was noble. Oh, yeah, yeah, so my, my great-grandfather yeah. was noble, and, and and he fought with the, the dire wraiths they mentioned, so yeah. And what's up with them? I know!
1: Yeah, I know what you're going to say, fucking black bolts married to a dire wraith.
2: What, 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 five what, five what, chicks. When did this happen? One, one, he, one he loves, in F- one he hates. In, a, in, the Hick, in the Hickman FF, guys. Okay, thank you. Damn. Um, i got to read that shit. In, in the FF for Fantastic Four, or does it matter? Fantastic Four. Okay. Uh so semantic.
1: How can you be no, married well, because, to a dire wraith? Unless you like anal? I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: she, she, can she with that's yeah, what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. She can work wonders with that tongue, but yeah, other, can other can than that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you got it, one of the horse, the horse uh, ones from Power Pack. From Power Pack, yeah. Which yeah. is
1: kind of, kind of. They were always sexy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, the
2: Maximus it, is great. It uh, that, that whole dynamic of I, it's obviously. Oh, and that's the other thing. Yes, they reference the whole Gauntlet, which ties into the first five or six issues of of, uh, of um, New uh, Avengers. New
1: Avengers. Yeah, and who do you blame for that? Dumbass, thinking he
2: yes, thinking he could do whatever
1: the frig he wants, puts the give me the gauntlet, puts the gauntlet on, fucks it up. All the all the soul gems are destroyed. Nice going, Steve. Thank you very much. You Could have just ended it right there. Give give Thanos the gauntlet, and then we'll fight him, kick his ass, and we'll be done. But no.
0: I'm glad we're getting away from what seemingly was like a decade long period where all Thanos did was act like a bitch because he gonna suck him.
1: Yes. (laughs) Thank you. I, the bald Thanos, no, it didn't work. Nah, I'm glad Thanos is back. Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, him following Death around everywhere, being like, "Why don't you love me?" I was like, "Dude, this is an emo. We don't need, we don't need Thanos to be emo."
1: First, first two were cool though. What's that? I'm, the, the the Infinity Gauntlet was exceptional. Oh, no doubt. But Very I mean, cool. that that kind of got, kind of wore out. It's welcome after a while. Yeah. But okay, in yes. an, it, what what is this? In a nutshell, the builders. Are on a rampage, and the builders are responsible for Um and they are screaming on a beeline towards Earth. But they're they're not just you know joyriding; they are destroying shit. They are on a rampage, raising homeworlds, and leaving this swath of cosmic death in their wake. Galador destroyed. The scrolls beat feet. They get the frig off the planet. All these low-level scrolls, like uh, Agent Brand, is uh, comments. Comments like, "What the hell is going on? We are being rolling out, dude. we are being bombarded by scrolls. Uh, the scrolls are fleeing towards Earth, dumbasses, because that's exactly where the they don't know it, but that's where the builders are coming. Uh, even the the Shiar homeworld is in peril, and I think. Uh, Jason Aaron foreshadowed this in Wolverine and the X Men, with um, Gladiator contacting the school to, in order to get Kid Gladiator off the planet. He he was uh, yeah, very worried you know about his son. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the trajectory I said is Earth, but meanwhile Thanos needs to know. He's he's got this burning desire to know something, and he sends out this creature, this genetically. Engineered creature that is a formidable foe. It can phase like Kitty.
2: The outrider freaks looks, me. Hmm, and it I looks the fuck. I know. Like a, it looks like an alien. From, and it, from, from from the alien movies. Well, it looks like it looks like an alien. It looks like something that you'd see in Buffy. It looks like it's 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 just freaky with the with the has got no like that alien shaped head. The kind yeah.
1: of But the yeah. thing yeah. that gets me yeah. is it's effectively blind. I mean, yes. it has no eyes. That creeps yeah, me the Thanos hell out. The the, yeah, yeah, brush your sure teeth. Is. You got gingivitis going on. they you all red around the gums. It's, it's got, a, it's got a
2: Del Torbo vibe. So, yeah. yeah, no, it doesn't. Um,
1: but <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, so um, and so, why is Thanos sending this creature out? It, because it, he he wants to know things, and he 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 sends him to um, Atalan to. Get some information out of Black Is
0: that, B- is that anywhere near Attilan, or It's 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 Ad- <laughs> Adelan. <laughs>
1: Isn't that funny? I did that on purpose. But anyway, so the in the the best scene in the entire book, a sleeping black bolt. Yes. Snoring yeah, away. Did
0: you know like I was I, I assumed it was Black Bolt given the context of the story, but it was weird. I mean, he just looks like a normal dude out of his. Yeah.
2: Cause he went to Maximus first. So I, I it took me a second and I'm, I'm going back to it and I'm like, well, no, that's, that, that's different, different yeah. dude. Different. I, the, uh, he tries to get some shit from Lockjaw. Yeah,
1: the dog. He, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? But it's a it's, dog, dude. You don't be messing with the dog. Um, but the, the thing that got me, Black Bolt speaks not once, but twice.
2: Yeah. Well, it, once in the um in his in, dream in the dream yeah that was so cool and that isn't the first time though because in the most recent issue uh, was it of of the avengers he is where he's he's uh he's basically tripping balls with medusa and 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 they're talking in in their mind and and she she's got this poison ivy looking get up on
1: Oh, th- that's in, in, um, New that's Avengers. New, new yeah. Avengers.
2: Because oh, it's the Adato, yes. Yeah. So it's, um, so he, he spoke to her in there because that, that's also where Maximus brought him into that, um, chamber where, you know, pitch doesn't affect anything and, and he was able to speak and he says, thank you, my brother. And, and, but yeah, so I mean, he's, he's spoken more in these two issues in the past, that I've read over the past two days than, He's ever said anything,
1: right? And they should keep that. Uh, they should keep that yeah. to a minimum. I think
2: before that, it was uh, when when Hulk was coming to to Earth for World War Hulk.
1: Yeah. One of the unique things about Black Bolt is the fact that he can't speak. Don't don't yeah. be giving him, you know, these convoluted reasons why he can't. Just make a he don't. He shouldn't speak unless it's like this, where it's an exclamation point. But a boom, Black Bolt. He said something, and he fucked up the the outrider. Oh, Not only. God. I mean, he ripped his arm off first. Yeah, and he's gonna beat him to death with it. (laughs) (laughs) But the outrider is, like I said, extremely formidable, and he gets out of there and brings the information back to Thanos. And what does Thanos want to know? Well, turns out that, um, and we're gonna spill the beans because if you haven't read the first issue yet, pause or fast forward it now because who hasn't read this? But let's just do it. The reason why the Builders are, are raised in hell is because Thanos wanted to get the Avengers off-planet. It's
2: all a rope-a-dope.
1: Yep, it's a rope-a-dope. The, <laughs> while the Avengers are out, they, they, Cap comes up with the, br- the brilliant plan to bring the, the war to them and stop them before they get to Earth. Because as Abyss so nicely puts it, if they get here, we're all dead. Yeah, and so they're they're going to try and nip it in the bud and, and catch them somewhere far out where the the fallout can't reach well, the planet. Well, I really
0: like the context of this because, and again, this gets back to if you're reading Avengers, you get this context. If you're not, you don't. Which is that you know for the last okay, 15, you're right. Fifteen, I I'll give it long, to guess, you. Sixteen issues, you get this sense of how powerful Ex nihilo and Abyss. And oh X-Screw yeah, are, right. I mean, they're almost godlike. Well, they are godlike. I mean, yeah. and they're and yet they're just the. The babies, basically, of 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 the you know the 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 makers—is that what they're called? The makers? Yeah. The builders. The builders. I'm sorry. The builders. And the gardeners. Yeah. So uh, I mean, you, so good. you know, you, you can only imagine how how unbelievably powerful and omnipotent this race must be if, like, Ex-Nihilo is like their they're like little petulant child. Dude, he's right? shit
1: in his pants. He cannot believe that the builders are causing all this trouble, and he's like, "No." And Abyss is like, "Yeah, I think so. We're 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 gone. We're dead." And, you know, couple that with Captain Universe, who is probably the hit at every party she attends. You know what I mean? Like, I pissed in the punch ball. Yeah, I guess you did, because you're nothing but doom and gloom. You know? And
2: it, it's
1: unbelievable. And th- there,
2: there are so many times in this issue where I I practically did a double take, and I went back and I reread and the, the, the words in the panel and and people's expressions. And that's... And as I, as as I was reading it, I was like, wow, it's already the first issue. There's a lot of pages here. Maybe Chung is, is, um, starting to, to feel the pressure, but then it, there's three different anchors on this. So, so that's where I'm getting the different look from page to page, but there are little things where the, the sword dude in the background towards, uh, towards the end of the book, I thought that was pretty neat, but the, um, there's, uh, there's, there's that one panel where, or two panels where, where, where Kevin's like, well, listen, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be here protecting earth. Should I even be going with you? And the, the bromance, I don't know why they just won't hurry up and just put Roberto and, and Sam together already, but because they, they have yet to be in a panel not together, but Roberto tells Sam, nah, man, we're going to space. Go ahead. Tell him, bro. tell him. And, and Sam's like, yeah, it's so awesome. And I'm like, I, I really do like, the the new mutants in
1: in oh yeah and hickman remembers that that these are kids
2: yeah
1: you know just because cannonball has been around for 30 plus years right that doesn't mean he's aged all that much i mean look like franklin franklin's still a boy for god's sake
0: you gotta figure sam at this point is probably in his very early 20s i would guess yeah Yeah,
1: and he should be like dude space raw you know why not the kid comes from a farm, of He's course. Like, we gonna do this? Yeah, of course. Space sets him yeah, off, it's, you know.
2: Because yeah, that—that's that, that, also unique to this—is that? Yeah. Other times you would, you, you would have all the heroes come together, like if this was Crisis or something else, and they're like, "Oh, we got to go into space and stop Thanos. And people are like, oh, "I don't know," you know. Not that they'd be scared, but they would be apprehensive and and not sure about themselves. These dudes are like. This is what we got to do. And I'm like, and and that's just, I haven't seen that in a while.
1: Yeah, I need to see more of the Black Order.
0: I know,
2: dude. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) They are some cool-ass looking characters. Yeah,
2: good time.
1: Yeah. Throw him a curveball. Let's call this one the Black Maw, but guess what? He's white. Oh,
2: okay. As I'm reading this again. Er, uh, Sorry, Ebony Maw. Yeah, Ebony Maw. (laughs) Supergiant. The, I just realized as I'm, Flipping through this while we're talking, that that sword dude I see towards the end of the book, he's there a couple pages earlier, basically um, loading R2 on the X Wing and shit like that back at Sword. I
1: did get a, a very, yeah, I did get a, a, a Star Wars vibe from that scene. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The The hangar bay, right yep. before Luke uh, mm-hmm. goes, uh, what do they call it when he was hunting the Womp Rats? Womp Rats. Womp Rats, <laughs> yeah. But, so I'm guessing that. The the whole thing in the beginning with the Outrider um, and the tribute from, from that, that, that race that got their asses handed to them and then they rebuilt, that was just to show you that these people mean business? I mean, were there anything... To do with these characters in it before, because I'm only reading. I mean, maybe, like Jason said, maybe that's an FF thing. I, I've never no, seen these characters before. Uh, no, yeah, no, that,
0: that's not before. But well, we've seen it before in the Marvel Free Comic Book Day. I mean, that was just a reprint of the right. Free Comic Book Day Infinity Preview. But
1: right, but I mean, they haven't appeared in any of other uh, Hickman's other things. I don't thing. Think so? Uh, yeah, it, it mean, was I, a nice no. little setup. But so I, I'm guessing that that the the uh, uh, looks like a, a casket full of heads. Yeah, that was not the entire race because they said that there were
2: thousands. Thousands of them. Yeah, yeah okay. The uh when when Outrider makes it back to Titan. And, and those dudes are there to get him out of the ship. They, they they're cracking me up because they're like, I, "I'm thinking <laughs> he fucked that, up." And, and, and everybody, everybody, everyone be waiting. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. I like, that's, I'm going to use that as a signature of something now. Yeah, that, I, just, I love this conversation these guys are having. That's
1: so good. I'm I'm so pleased that this is the it, the yeah. quality of this oh, thing is so good. You.
2: That's this does not feel like. I I, I enjoyed the look of the siege. But there have been so many other, whether it's whether it's civil war, secret invasion, the siege, what X Men versus Avengers. This does not, and oh, there's a movie coming out. This does not feel like an event that it's no. like. Listen, no. we, we, we got to get something out. No, nope. this this just, I mean, between Hickman doing his thing in Avengers, and this stemming from that, but this does not feel like you know it. It, it doesn't. As I'm reading it, I didn't get that sense that this is a cash grab or no no
1: hickman has been planting seeds like ex nihilo for this thing since well i mean it it feels epic it really does well if you just take 17 issues of avengers plus one a uh one age of ultron right so uh and they were double shipped so let's just say for the 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 span of time that a normal book would come out nine issues of which would come out so that, that, that's a nice, and it's probably been planned before that, but it's not something that they said, hey, let's just do an event. Boom. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Well, David, you know, it's funny, I, I w- just, I want to tie this back into your, which I thought was great, your, you and Chris and Andy's talk last week on, uh, on inking. Um, you mentioned, and I'm not surprised you'd be the one to mention it, that you, there were three inkers on the book. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I'm a huge Jim Chung fan. And one of the things you guys were talking about last week was, you know, uh, like Andy's Andy always opted as an inker to try and adapt his inking style to compliment the artist, the right. penciler. Whereas other, other inkers are known for having their own distinctive style, like Tom Palmer, like you were talking about, and you know how you always knew it was Tom Palmer book because he, he pretty much almost like had his own way of doing things. Yeah. So I guess, um, the fact that you wrote up the three anchors is interesting to me because I I didn't really know. I mean, I saw in the credits, but I didn't really feel like I noticed. And I just felt like I'm such a huge Jim Chung fan. I felt like the whole book just just was clearly J- Chung. So so, but it sounds like you really noticed. So I'm, I'm what what is it about it that you noticed? And do you think that 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 any of the particular anchors didn't do as as credible a job to Jim's pencils? Or did I you- think
2: I, Morales is is the man. On, well, he's his normal Shang. Yeah, he, they, they just work really well. There's the scene and um, and at, at the peak where uh, where where they were getting everybody together, and it's basically everybody's headshot. And I I'm looking at Bruce Banner between Starbrand between Hyperion. Everybody's face just doesn't have that same crispness. It. it Mm-hmm. The, the, it's, it's a little bit more looser. It's, it's not as, as clean or crisp mm-hmm. as, as when Morales was seeking him earlier on the pages. Okay. The, the, that's why Cause, I mean, you, you, um, the scene that, <laughs> that, that, that Vince was, what?
1: Respectfully, I think you're nuts in any way. That's
2: fine. But then, but then I go and I and you look at the aliens where they where, where, where he's picking up the, um, the payment and, and look at the detail in the faces on that. It, it's, it's just, true. it's, there, there are, there are different hands involved and and that's what i'm because then you look at other look at other articles of clothing or other faces when um when when cap and, and hawkeye find the the scrolls it's it, that that looks different from other pages in the book the the, the space knights look amazing and, yeah. and it, so there's just there are yeah there are times where it looks like whether it's Someone zooming in, or it's depending on how much detail is in the background. It, it it's not as it doesn't look as as good as other pages.
1: Okay. Dude, do this Iron Man armor's fugly. It's got it's, it's got to go. Fugly.
2: Now, now I was going to ask you guys because
0: while I realized that a lot of the stuff was from the Hickman FF is this Iron Man from did we did this get introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy like when did we first see this,
2: this? is this is his his new space armor I think so yeah I okay don't, so it's from I, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah I haven't I, I still haven't started that I know I have to, well I only read the first first issue that's why I'm okay. asking and I I don't know what's going on in the in in the um and the Iron Man. Me
0: neither. Book, yeah. So okay. So I'm. I'm yeah, I. That's what I'm at. So you don't know either. I, I was going to say, like, is he wearing this in the regular Iron Man comic? Is he wearing this in Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: Okay. I. I don't think he's wearing it in Iron Man. But if he did, I mean, if the cover I know is the it,
0: first issue of the new Iron Man, he was wearing like that golden, like charcoal gray armor. Yeah. Well, was,
1: I, I. I had heard, um, by from a number of artists who had drawn. Uh, this suit that the one the suit with all the louvers was a pain in the ass to draw and nobody sure. en- nobody enjoyed doing it so okay. i mean it makes sense that they would change it but i don't think this is the best way to go
2: yeah the uh and, and it was um the speaking of guardians of the galaxy i do believe they're getting a new penciler in the very near future uh kevin mcguire
0: you know they are well for an I- at least for an issue
2: no. Oh, okay. It's hidden. Okay, furnish.
1: I got a question about the peak. Yes. Wasn't that destroyed recently? I I, I swear I, I know read
2: rec- it, it there's it was um Oh, what 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 ha- what was happening in uncanny adventures? Everybody was going to the escape pod. Yeah, was, and they just they, the yeah. But, yeah. No, you're right, but I just took that to
0: be—it's like the helicarrier, you know—the helicarrier it just got others. others months, yeah. Also, oh, there's killed. yeah, well, the, unlimited
1: sense, funding in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sword, dude. Yeah. Right. Well,
0: that's well, yeah. And also, did. remember, people might forget. I mean, Hickman created sword as well.
1: Yeah. Hickman it's, invented sword. It's, it's true. Did he? So, I yeah. think so. I yeah. thought that
2: was cast. I thought that was that was Whedon Because that was Abigail Brand when she first appeared in Astonishing X-Men. Wait. Yeah. Wait a minute. That, that right. sword sword is a Whedon thing.
1: Look at you, David. Oh, you could be right. You could be right. I right. hate it when he's see, right. See, Vince
2: is like, look at you. You could be right.
1: I, I hate <laughs> it when he's right.
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll put that in my back pocket. You might be right. I'll, I'll get back to you.
1: <laughs> Go buy some ice cream.
2: That's Vince, yeah. Vince <laughs> is like, fuck it, I'll fold. Jason's like, no, no, I'll do I'll, nah, I'll, I'll
1: I'll, that. Dude, I'm a horrible poker player. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I'm horrible. <laughs> right? I, I could not bluff to save my life.
0: Remind me, we need to play some poker. Nah, see, I don't
1: sit down at the table. No way.
0: Nah. Oh, my bad. Sword created by Joss Whedon and John Cassidy. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Daph's always got to get the word in. That's cool, dude. I'm just saying. I hope
1: somebody's taking score at home.
0: (laughs) Nah, but I thought this was a great first issue. Fantastic. I, I will also say, and again, you know, we've all been vibing on the Marvel lately, so it's no surprise we're enjoying this, but I will also say, you know, this would not be the first or last event from either of the big two that we gushed about the early... Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like wah, wah, wah right. at the end. So all we right. need... You know, the, the the question for all these guys and Fraction failed at it and Bendis failed at it is can even Fraction... I mean, can you finish... Can, can you, you finish land. the event? Yeah, stick to landing. When,
1: but, yeah. I mean, what would an episode of this dog-and-pony show be if I didn't make with the hyperbole? I'm going to say right now, if, <clears throat> if the subsequent issues are as good as the first or better, this is going to be top five Avengers storylines. For me.
0: Ooh. For me. Yep. Well, I mean, it, there's hyperbole there, but I mean... I, could,
1: can't, I can't think of so a, an Avengers...
0: It, know,
2: so. Yeah,
1: an Avengers-based event that started as strongly as this with as much raw material for the creative team to work with conceptual thematic. I I can't remember anything as good as this in recent no, memory.
2: No doubt. No doubt. Oh, recent memory. Yeah. The, uh, see, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's, I love this first issue. And I'm just thinking, you know, now all of a sudden uh, issue, uh, so six or seven, and 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 then all of a sudden, Thanos is going to remember that you know he's got to go after death, and that's just going to get a no, no, I, hate, so no anyway. I hope
1: not. Well, dude, this is only six issues, right? is not it? Is it, it, it six?
2: No. Is it ten? Is it six? It's oh, of six. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice great. and nice but and tight. But like ninety pages or something, right? So. Well, 80. yeah. So it's still tight. It's going to make a massive fucking hardcover.
1: You know what I saw today at Books a Million? And yeah. I, I know I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and I, I hesitated to pick it up, but I sh- they had a bunch of copies, so I can go back and get it. Uh, Children's Crusade, hardcover, uh, 997.
0: Oh, dude, that is one of my favorites, dude.
1: Really? I mean, the story's good?
0: Oh, I loved it. I think it's fantastic. Was that the recent one? The yeah. I absolutely loved it. I think yeah, I loved it. Absolutely. I'll go back and get that. Then. I don't know if oh. I... That's- I I, I, I really would love to open a page for that. In fact, that is one of my to-do lists in the next year, is to try and get a page from that.
1: You know what I bought instead?
0: I'm going to probably puke, but go ahead.
1: No, Sam <laughs> Fowler's Hulk. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, oh, that's one. It, it was seven, $7 in some sense. I mean,
0: that looks the part. I don't think it reads the part, but that looks the part.
1: Yeah, it looks great. I didn't okay. read it yet. It looks great.
0: So are we allowed to talk about something non-Marvel tonight, or is that...
1: Allowed. You sound like you sound like Neesman now. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, he's not here. I have to channel him for a uh, second.
1: Yeah, you can talk about anything you want.
0: Okay. Well, uh, first of all, let me ask. I presume you both have read a fair amount of Conan in your day.
1: Shitload of Conan in my day. Yes. Okay. I so, I jettisoned the book after um, Busick left. So I read. I've I've I had so read almost all the very of very,
0: the. At the very point, I picked it up. Right. Yeah. Why did you jettison it with Brian Wood?
1: Um, because I wanted to pick it up and trade and i haven't gotten around to okay. doing that yet but i mean i have single issues for every every conan book dark horse has published up until brian wood
0: okay um suffice to say that belit is a very popular character in the conan mythos oh yeah yes
1: but okay. she, i mean in the comics yes no that's she's what I mean. not that's around what I mean. for long in the uh, in the actual prose Stories. Okay.
0: Well, the reason I ask is because um, you know I have very read very little Conan comics. Um, I read some of the Busek that David David gave me some of the Busek stuff for uh, for the holidays, and I read that, which was great. Um, but I, I this is my first exposure to Billy. Um, so you know Brian Wood took over, like I said, with uh, it's volume thirteen of the Dark Horse series, and I think I mean, he's in the middle of volume fifteen now. But um, i I have the hardcovers for. Thirteen, which is called Queen of the Black Coast, and fourteen, which is the Death. Um, it's uh, issues, I believe. Yeah, it's well, they re- they restarted it with him, so it's it's Conan the Barbarian one through six for Black Coast, and then seven through twelve for for um, for the Death. And really, for the vast majority of the twelve issues, it's it's about Conan's relationship with the elite. Am I saying the name right? I assume I am.
1: That's how I've pronounced it, but so yeah, my right track off. my track record, yeah.
0: Um. So, I mean, if, I don't, neither, so neither of you guys have seen any of this yet?
1: I've seen it. Yeah, I haven't read it. I
0: have not. Well, first let me ask you, um, and again, this is probably going to be a different perspective if you're a long-time Conan reader. Um, what do you think of the decision uh, – well, first, the, the book this, – this run was started by Becky Cloonan. Mm-hmm. She's the original illustrator. What do you think of the decision to make Conan um, relatively normal-sized? um
1: i again nothing sacred with me uh okay. so i think it was a welcome change mix it up i mean the book doesn't look like your average coin i mean this is definitely mm-hmm. not basima and alfredo no, alcala yeah. so why not why not make him normal size i mean it, it make the the look of the title character as as different as the overall look of the art make it work yeah
0: and it does yeah. work, I thought. Yeah. I I agree. I I think. I mean, I, I like I said, maybe because it's a newer thing to me, but I've always wanted to be into Conan, and that's why I enjoyed the the music stuff that David sent me. But it always seems so daunting because, you know, there's so much of it, mm. and I just never knew where to start. Um. But you know, I am a huge Brian Wood fan. After all, he is my cousin. And <laughs> yeah. um. So I figured, you know, why not? And and I really, I just, I'm totally hooked. Um. For, first of all, the the Belit is an awesome character um she is a pirate and she's this super pale props to the pale people uh super pale uh you know uh raven hair well no i guess not raven not th- uh the black haired umlie no, unbelie- hair. yeah unbelievably sexy um woman who is uh in- were introduced to her as as this almost mythological her reputation precedes her she's the she's the captain of this ruthless, uh, super accomplished uh, pirate vessel. Um, and Conan, we're introduced in the Brian Wood arc too, he is escaping a town where he has, of course, gotten typical Conan shenanigans that have involved killing the the town's judge and a couple other people. And uh, so he's on the run and, and he jumps onto this boat that's leaving port just to try and escape from the guards. And it turns out that it is... Um, it's uh, you know just a, a pirate ship that he befriends and he's hanging out and just being buddies and you know because they helped him escape he promises you know his sword and that he'll protect them and then they get attacked by Belit and uh, and her her, her crew uh, and, and of course there are no the, these guys are uh, merchants that he's hanging with and so they're no match for for Belit and her crew you know they, they they make quick work of them but of course it's Conan so even though everybody else on the ship gets destroyed very quickly Conan does not. Um, and, you know, you get to the point where basically it's Conan versus the entirety of her, her pirate army. Um, and, and so, you know, the odds are certainly against him. But Belit is so smitten by the fact that this one dude took out, like, half of her badass crew that uh, for the first time in her life, she kind of fi- feels like she's found her equal. And she basically says, like, take me to bed.
1: He got her damp, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and, and make me your queen. So they hook up and then like pretty much pretty early in the story they're together and he basically is super content for the first time in his life and happy just being on this boat with her and just, you know, basically fucking the shit out of her and then, you know, raiding ships and fighting battles and they're just fighting all the time and winning every battle and then having sex and he's just giddy. You know, like it's like it's like it's like the happiest time of his life. And dude, let me tell you something. So this first this first <laughs> arc was the first three issues were, were drawn by Becky Cloonan. The next three issues are drawn by James Heron, who um, I'm not that familiar with prior to this. But my gods, first of all, Becky drew a beautiful uh, Belit. But then James Heron takes over, and this dude is legit. I mean, this guy, the detail in the cityscapes and the boats and the... It's unreal the detail he puts in this book. I mean, it's freaking gorgeous. It is so beautiful. And, uh... Dave Stewart does the colors, of course, because he seemingly does the colors to every book, um, <laughs> and uh, it's just great. And like they, they basically come up with this idea where they're going to go back to the town that um, that Conan, you know, got driven out of to get revenge. And part it's like a Trojan horse play where they they pro- they pro- profess to be Conan's captors and are bringing him back for reward, and he goes to jail and they're about to hang him and then it's supposed to be you know one of those like old west stories where right when he's about to die they they come to his rescue and he's sort of in the middle of the town and he gets his revenge and and uh and it's just uh it hits all the notes you would expect of a conan book it's got um you know just a smidge of humor you know like just like like these kind of like 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 little funny moments but for the most part it's just nonstop unbridled action and aggression and you know testosterone and then you've got this beautiful uh, you know, woman who's his counterpart, and you know, there's, there's, there's the. It's a very sexy book. I mean, you know, they definitely hit it to win it. Um, and and, and then the the second arc is called the death, um, and that is drawn by a bunch of different pencillers, uh, including our good friend Declan Chavi. Oh, nice. Uh, as and then Becky Cloonan, and then um, someone another person who I'm not all that familiar with, but I want to know more. Uh, is uh, Vasilis Lolos really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So and 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 again the great thing about this is you know we sometimes mock like um some of the other smaller publishers and like why can't they get better artists on their properties cuz they're great properties but the art lets them down. Dark Horse doesn't they never have that problem. You know what I mean like like they they any and I would say Clonin, Declan and and Lolos all have very different styles but they all are gorgeous and they all work well in the context of this universe, you know. Um and and in the second book uh, basically, the kind of jumps forward in time a bit, and and Conan and Belit are are bored because they, they they and their and their crew have basically just just are unstoppable. You know, they're they're just going around and they're almost bored. There's just nothing left to do. They, they they're so they're so feared in in these lands in these seas that that really for for months now, as their ship approaches another vessel. The, the, basically the vessel just gives up, so they haven't even had a fight in months because the, they're so scared of, of, of them. They just give up and say, "Take what you want." And uh, you know, if if you know anything about Conan, you know he's a fighter, and, and as is Belit, they they and her crew. They, so they're they're unhappy. They're still crazy. They want to fight. So um, Conan gets called back to Samaria, um, and he hasn't been back in a long time. And so Belit is you know, effectively betrothed to him now. So she's like, well, I'm going to come back with you. So they leave the ship and they leave the oceans and they go back to Samaria. And the reason is there's another guy going around Samaria, just ransacking town after town with no purpose, no purpose other than to just destroy the town. They're raping the women and then killing them. They're killing the children, you know, in front of the men. Then they're killing the men. They're raising the houses. That's not cool. Yeah. And they're just doing it with, they're not, you know, they're not asking for anything. They're not taking anything. And the only thing that's happening is every time it happens, the guy says, it leaves one person in the town alive and says, make sure that you know that this was Conan who did this. Oh, Yeah, so Conan's like, what the fuck? You know, someone's <laughs> fucking up <laughs> my area and in my, in my name. So he and Belit come back to Samaria, which is great for him, but, you know, Samaria is this unbelievably harsh, cold, you know, almost Arctic, well, no, it is Arctic, Arctic land. And Belit is a, you know, a woman who's lived her life on the seas and and grew up in a very tropical area, so she is not trying to have this. She comes back with Conan, but she's used to being treated, you know, feared and revered and a queen. And she goes back to Samaria with him, and she's treated like a wench. You know, Conan's mom's like not trying to have anything to do with her. The 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 men are you know treating her like she's a, a you know a, a, a servant. You know, because in, in Samaria, women aren't, you know, considered men's equals. It's just not a concept they're used to. So she's like, just miserable. And he's like, well, listen, I know you're miserable, but you know, you can hang here in my town. I'm going to go take care of this. And she's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm at your side. I'm a warrior, you know, so they go, but it's hard for her because again, as tough as she is and as, and as, and as, uh, tenacious as she is, she's not used to being in an arctic setting. I mean, it's just not something. So she gets snow blind and Conan has to leave her. And, uh, and finally they come up to the point where he gets to fight this other Conan, for person calling him Conan. And it turns out that the, the guy that's killing in his name basically was his best friend growing up. And Conan dogged him out one day when they were teenagers. Conan basically told him that a, a, a lass that they both knew from the town liked him. And the guy, the kid went up to the lass and was like, Oh, I, is it true? You know, you like me? I and mean, this is like basic high school shit. And then it was actually Conan was effing with him and it turns out Conan was actually banging her. So they all have a laugh at the kid and embarrass him. And so the kid then leaves the town. And of course, just that alone is enough to drive him to becoming like this homicidal maniac to come back. And so, you know, Conan has to fight this guy and, you know, and clear his name and that sort of thing. And they come back to the ship and, uh, you know, she's like, we got to get back to the ship. So they, they get back to the ship and things are good again. And, uh, like their soothsayer that, that's on the boat with them has this vision where, she like talks about the death or he talks, it's this old guy looks, they draw, they, he's drawn to look like a very old woman, but it's actually a man. I was, I'm thinking it's a woman, it's a man. And he warns of the death. And, uh, of course they're like, you know, what does that mean? And then they go, they come across a boat and on the boat, they, they go to ransack the boat and everybody on the boat is dead already. save for one guy who's hiding, they bring the guy on and bad idea. Cause the guy's got some kind of plague, and so all of a sudden everybody on the boat all these fierce warriors and stuff are like dying of this plague and of course Conan's like well shit I gotta fix this so he goes you know they dock at a a port and he needs to try and find a cure for this plague before they all die including Belit Belit's dying and uh and you 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 know he he goes about his business and, and finds a way to cure it and you are then you then come to the realization as he saves Belit who's very morose that the Death that the soothsayer was referring to was not the plague. What she was really referring to was the death of Conan and Belit's relationship because Belit was pregnant with conan 's child, and the plague you know led to the baby being lost mm-hmm. and so Belit, this like unbelievably strong lioness of a woman, is now confronted with something she 's never had to deal with, like a genuine loss that she can't just deal with by you know killing somebody. And she's basically changed forever. And she can't really, like, she doesn't feel she doesn't feel the love for Conan anymore because she, she doesn't feel the love for herself. And that's kind of how it all ends. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know if the next volume, Conan Parts Ways is believed for good or if they stay together. I don't know. But what I'm wondering is, is, you know, the Busick stuff was a lot of very much like sort of retelling of prior stories that had been done in the past. So I'm wondering, is like, is this stuff that was done in the past too back in the... You know, in the early Conan comic uh, states?
1: Um, it seems like they're taking big liberties. Okay. With with, yeah, it doesn't sound. It's it's not sticking to the the Busick stuff, mm-hmm. um, because when you said Conan's mother, I didn't want to interrupt. I was like, what? Conan Conan was born on the battlefield, and right. I mean, I, 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 that from the movies, I, I I don't remember the mother uh, surviving in in Busick's story, but um, I mean, you never almost ever, heard of any kind of lineage with Conan in, in the Robert E. Howard stuff.
0: So, he, so he's changing it up, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, in, in the movies, Thulsa Doom kills uh, Conan's mom. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, That I, I've seen the movies.
1: Yeah, so. but, um, you know, Conan should love being on the water because um, the Sumerians are descendants of uh, Atlanteans. Oh, okay yeah and you would think like he would take to fish to water but um, know, the, like I said he loves the ocean yeah and uh, the Marvel queen of the Black coast um, yeah it's it's a it's a bit different <laughs> his lover in that too uh, yeah okay big time yeah okay. I think that's Conan what 75 David ends or 100. And it's Queen of the Black Coast. It's either 75 or 100. I know it ends on a double size. So
0: Queen of the Black Coast is effectively a, a reinterpretation of that. Of a oh, it's story. a Conan trope. Yeah. yeah but the yeah. death sounds like it's something kind of new. Um, or is the, that also part of the...
1: The child, you mean? Or you know,
0: The idea of this plague and then Belief being pregnant and all that sort of thing. Is that...
1: I really don't remember a plague in, in the Marvel one. Okay. Yeah, and yeah.
0: But yeah, like I said, I mean, and it's just a beautiful book. I mean, Declan's pages are awesome. You know, this is probably the the best thing I've ever seen of Becky Cloonan's. I mean, I've been a fan of her art art, but I've not generally been a fan of the stuff she's drawn. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the stuff I've read of hers, I haven't necessarily enjoyed as that much. But it's not for her work. It's just I just haven't loved the stories. But I think in this case, I loved the stories, and so her her work just really shined for me. And then Lolos, I mean, I mean, whew, I mean, some serious business. I mean some serious business, the Lolo stuff. So I, I'm a I'm just in love with this now. I mean I, I did, this is like this is you know, finally I have an entree into the Conan and it, it's me, it's making me want to really read a lot of the classic Conan stuff now. Um but but I just you know, I just feel like this is so well paced. I mean Brian Woods on a bit of a roll right now. I mean he you know, he's got his own stuff working, you know, in terms of the massive and, and uh and the like then he's got you know Conan, which is a major, obviously classic property. He's got the Star Wars property, which he's killing, which is another you know I mean talk about two iconic properties. Then he's doing you know the X Men at at Marvel. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's on a tear right now and he's doing a lot of different things. And I give him credit because if you go back and like read interviews or listen to the very few radio in, or podcasts he did back when he was first getting comic work, he was very uncomfortable with the idea of doing like licensed properties and superheroes and, and well-known characters because he just, he, he grew up reading indie stuff. You know, he was not, he didn't grow up reading star Wars and Conan and mm-hmm. Marvel stuff. So that wasn't his thing. And so, you know, in a few years he's gotten, you know, I don't know if it's, whether it's just a, a confidence in his craft or, or maturity, but he's, he's now at a point where he's clearly n- not only comfortable doing it, but, but doing an exemplary job of it. I mean, uh, because you know there've been a tremendous amount of star wars comics like an inordinate amount right and there's been uh, almost an, well not quite as many but there's been a ridiculous amount of conan comics and so you have to be pretty adept to modernize these works and make them you know also hold true to core fans and i think he's doing it simultaneously in two classic comic book you know licensed works which is right. impressive you know that's not easy to do
1: yeah. Well, like I said, there's a lot of spin going on. It sounds like it with this Queen of the Black Coast. Mm-hmm. Is um is there a mention of a necklace? Does a necklace show up at all?
0: No. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very different than Robert E. Howard. But it sounds like that bothers you. No, it doesn't bother me. Hey, a good story's a good story. Yeah, I, I got to read it. From. Yeah. I'm like I said, I I'm not beholden to anything. If if he can make it, I mean, if he can make Robert E. Howard work in his own inimitable Brian Wood way, then go for it. You know, great.
0: Yeah. And his belief. I guess most of that stuff back in the day was black and white, so it's hard to answer this question. But was she portrayed as like a pretty much like almost like an albino, like a chalk white?
1: No. If, no. In the Marvel stuff, she has almost the same skin color as Conan.
0: Okay, and this she is literally like alabaster white.
1: No, no, that's that's uh, that's cool, but
0: yeah. Oh, that's cool. She looks so sexy, man.
1: I like pale women.
0: I am I'm a pale dude, so that's true. I'm married to a dark woman though. Well, relative, not to, you know
1: I'm Sicilian, opinion. so I'm black.
0: <laughs> that yeah Well, I mean you're not actually black, but I'm black. You're black from the waist up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> My wife gets tan as a mug, but I guess she she uh, David <laughs> D- Renee's got us all beat on that front. Does she?
1: Time. Does your wife brown or does she?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, I, look, I like that too. She's got the Italian, you know, the Italian side for. She gets crazy tan, nice. like dark, dark, dark. She's, so she's yeah. olive skinned. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's like a mocha color right now. She's 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 brown. Ah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. alright Change the subject because I can't. Yeah, let's move on.
2: Ah. Uh, <laughs> <is that something laughs> Yeah. I'll rub one out real quick. Nice. Done. (laughs) What else we got?
1: David, how about you talk about something there, brother?
2: Oh, man. I have been. I I was trying to um, read a few different things to try to. uh, It's always good. Yeah. Yeah. To try to catch up on some things. I did start, uh, thanks to Chris, I I did start reading Fury Max, which is. It's another gorgeous book. I mean, it, it. Between. Garth's words and, and, uh, and Prolovs art, it's just, they work really well together. The setting is great. Uh, the, the, the first, it, it is very much like his Punisher work, but, um, he's able to use Fury's age to, in, to, to his advantage and, and, and tell different stories in that regard. Um, I, uh, was also going to, um, well, actually, no, I'll probably wait until I actually do read it, but I was catching up on, uh, Superior Spider Man. So I finally finished reading the, the story where, where everybody's on the raft and, uh, and, and what happens during the execution of, uh, the Spider Slayer. There was, um, everything pretty much had, do issues today, so I was almost up to date on Wolverine and the X Men,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the, uh, the 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 reason why I I I'd like to see Bradshaw's work without Walden Wong's inks because that is probably a big reason why it looks so much like Art Adams, mm. um, and and I don't maybe Vince can tell me, or, or Jason, based on where the boys go to school, but uh, ID looks a lot filled out for a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> um, the, the, the girls I see on a regular basis are all around drinking age, so um, they're, they're kind of past that point.
1: They're growing them bigger these days. They are, right? Is yeah. My no? daughter's 15 <laughs> and, and uh, her chest is as big as my wife's.
0: Well, i p I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, my boys are still a little young to, to weigh in too heavily on this, but I was at my uh partner's son's bar mitzvah uh-huh. a few like two months ago. And so that you know, that's thirteen and yeah. I was like my both both my wife and I were aghast at the the, the ladies. Yeah. The the thirteen year old girls that were there. I mean the boys like half the boys were still prepubescent. Yeah. But the girls were like were in, you know, like Five inch Manolo Blahniks and like micro minis and probably could have gotten into like the trendiest clubs in L.A. dressed the way they were dressed and I was like Jesus Christ I'm like wow I'm like I'm glad I don't have daughters yeah so I mean you know I don't know I mean I I didn't to your point I don't know if that that equates to the way that Edie's drawn but you know
2: but they yeah they grow they 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 grow up fast these days yeah they do they definitely do uh and and the other one that that came out today was um which i think finishes the storyline but um once we're done tonight i do believe i will be digging into uh thor god of thunder number 11 uh word um because that and, and that's another one where where aaron is is writing something that's just it he's telling a hell of a story but he also makes sure to have those moments where especially thor's granddaughters where where uh they're trapped, and there, the three of them are, are having a, a, a conversation, and um, it's it, it it breaks up the uh, the tension or 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 how heavy the story is supposed to be. It all works really well. I, and I'm between Bendis on the X Men books, and and Hickman doing his thing with the Avengers, and and then you have um, uh, Aaron with Thor. And
1: Wolverine and the X-Men.
2: And and Wolverine and the X Men right. And and Remender is I I haven't I'm I'm a little behind on Uncanny Avengers, but there What else is Remender writing that I'm forgetting about?
1: Um Damn it.
2: Wait, say it again? Remender, what else is he writing that I'm forgetting? In America? Yeah, Thank I- you! <laughs> Son of a bitch. I on, read-
1: sometimes I forget my own phone number.
2: Seriously. I honestly god, yeah. Because because I read that last week. we a time to record apparently too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um the uh <laughs> the, it's it, it, are we caught up on Captain America? Y- yes. Okay. Um I By the way, how many how
0: many times can they have Sharon do do, do Steve dirty? <laughs>
1: You almost expect it at this point, right? I know. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, I mean talk about Star-Crossed, huh? Yeah, it's just... It's Once
1: they get a taste of the Cosmic Cube, it fucks them speaking up. Speaking
0: of Star-Crossed, did you all see the latest episode of regular show?
1: No. no.
0: Yo, this is, this is how you know it was legit. My, my, my boys said to me tonight when I got home and picked them up from practice, Dad, when we go home, you have to watch the regular show we watched this morning. You're not going to believe what happens really like, damn it's like that huh They're like it really is it's crazy and they were right broke my heart oh because that was the episode where
2: he's gonna ask margaret to be her be his girlfriend
0: yeah
1: you, you spoil. oh
2: oh fuck
1: that's just wrong jason
2: i didn't spoil shit <laughs> no you <laughs> might, you might
1: as well have told us what happened
2: broke,
0: broke
1: my heart you have you you're caught up on the comic too no I'm not. Did you hear they're gonna do a Skips miniseries? That is, what? A- I cannot wait.
2: I need to get art. I need to get art from that.
1: Oh my god! Four <laughs> issues of Skip. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, is it gonna be his origin? Like you know, how he used to be called Runs. <laughs> that
1: is the funniest thing. It's so stupid. but I giggle <laughs> <laughs> every <you> time.
2: <tell>
0: <laughs>
1: he used to be called Runs. He's a stupid
0: cousin that makes all the jokes. <laughs>
1: nah, Boom's regular shows. Uh, if you're talking legit, that comic is great. It it? is very good. I I like it in in a lot of ways as much as the Adventure Time comic.
0: It translates well. It really does. It's very
1: different from Adventure Time, though. Yeah. But, yeah, it's great stuff. No diggity. It's like the Benny Hill to Adventure Time's Monty Python.
0: That's a good. Yeah. I'm with that.
1: Yeah. Say what you will about regular show. It's a great show. But it has more of a lowbrow vibe than uh, Adventure Time. Sure. Yeah. Love them both. Yeah. Love them both. Uh, throw in a little bit of Gumball, and I think they're the three no. best cartoons on TV. I
2: do get a kick out of Gumball. I I'm do. Not a fan of it.
1: Oh really? It's, it's, no, it's, you'll come around to Gumball.
2: I have. I, I. I mean, I don't watch it as often as I do the other two, but yeah, no, they there time. are times we are completely it. in love. Yeah,
0: I, I. I the Gumball just doesn't grab me, but we are completely in love, and I know David was begging me to be for while, the the Turtles. We just watched the Turtles finale. Yeah, dude. Watched
2: like we watched like three like, times. Yes, that that celebration with everybody dancing at the end. Renee had that music. was awesome. great. Yeah, that was awesome. I love it. That was yeah. great. And I was He's doing I, the they ro- had they have,
0: have freaking they have the they have the robotic turtle doing the robot. Yes. <laughs> the, it's awesome. Go Leo! <laughs> so awesome.
2: Go Leo! So it, cool, dude. But I it's kind
1: of sad though. I,
2: I I as soon as as soon as the, the the big reveal when when Shredder and Splinter were having their fight and because and, I have no idea about if any of this played out in, in, in the comics, but as soon as Shredder said Told told Splinter, what he you done and, and I just I that was a gut punch for me. I didn't see it coming and I was just like that's fucked up. And I was just and, and I just yeah. I gave this look to Renee and, she, and and she was she had no nothing to say either, but I was just like motherfucker And then, you know, April ordered her mouth off. But it was just it, it was a um it was a really strong finish to a good season. Yeah.
1: Doesn't it sting a little bit that it took Eastman and Laird parting with the property to get a turtle show this good? Yeah. Yeah. It, that's something that's always in the back of my mind whenever I'm watching an episode like, damn. You know, I wish the boys were were, were still making huge bank off this. I mean, I'm sure they're very well off. Or maybe, well, uh, maybe, maybe not Eastman as much as Laird. I'm that's sure...
0: Eastman's selling turtles art right now.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they... Well, let's just say they 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 made mega bank off the they turtles. Did. Yeah, I I just wish. Well, that- I'll put
0: it to you like this: if those guys aren't like set for life, I don't have much sympathy for I them.
1: I think because, Laird is
0: right, but I'm saying, to, like, that's kind of my point. Like, like, there's no reason they they were paid enough money. Yes, for the for the for the the, the turtles to be set for life. So yep. so if they're not, then well. Shame on them. Uh,
1: I think Laird was the craftier of the two in terms mm-hmm. of investing and, and, and making sure he was well, the financially Get-
2: safe. Foundation.
1: They lost a lot of money. I mean, in the beginning, uh, Eastman was giving money to anybody who yeah. wanted to publish. I mean, yeah, yeah I want to do a, a comic book about a sweat sock. Here you go. Here's a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah, Go do it you I know? mean,
0: but still, I mean, you're talking hundreds of thousands when a dude's made tens of millions. That's not that. Ah, like, if yeah. he's broke, then it's not from that, it's it's from bad investments. It's from overspending. It's from you know, I mean, women. Uh, right. That's something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Xeric I'm sure, was a was a money sink, but that's you know, I don't Tundra,
1: know. Tundra it, was a huge and uh, a huge money pit for them. Is it
0: Eastman or Laird who owns Heavy Metal? Eastman. And I mean, I know heavy metal's beloved, but I got to believe that's not really turning much for profit, right? These well,
1: um, recently he's been really ramping it up. They have sales and specials every every. It seems like every week I get an email. Hey, look what's going on at Heavy Metal this week! Like you can get a whole year, which is six issues and a slipcase for twenty five bucks. Cool. That, that's that's a great deal. Uh, say what you will about the current state of the magazine, it, it sure isn't you know seventy nine anymore, seventy eight. But what is right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you got one issue with Corbin, Mobius, uh, Bilal, you know that, that's you're never gonna reach those highs again. Never. It's just never. It's like the Beatles. It's never gonna happen again. But whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I I have amazing amount of love for both of those guys. But it's just like mm-hmm. I, I'll watch the turtles and I'll, it just it hurts a little bit that it's it's not in the hands of the dudes that created them
0: dude i would give anything to figure out how to speak like the crying speak on that cartoon <laughs> <Yeah>. i <laughs> tried to mimic it and i can't even do it but it's great, I know.
2: So great.
1: <laughs> that's funny it's awesome
2: <sighs> it's so
1: the pulverizer sad. cracks me up
2: oh that poor bitch. i know actually
0: today the boys opened and they just ordered all the uh, uh colin had gotten a ton of money for his birthday like from different people so he just ordered all five of the uh turtles lego sets Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. I think they're pretty sharp. I love them all.
0: They're great, man. The, yeah. uh, the, the minifigs are awesome. The, um, the uh, dog pound one is sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fish face one, they're really, really, cl- I mean, really well, well done. Well, it's minifigs. Lego.
1: Lego doesn't do well, aside from Lone Ranger, which ah, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure Lego's losing a lot of money on that. But, uh, yeah, Lego, they, they do good stuff. I love the Chima stuff. Oh, my Beautiful, God. Beautiful, right? Yeah. Exceptional. And then you get the, and it, it, I, I'm sure that they tweak it this way, but the the best designs are always in those hundred and some dollar sets.
0: No question. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, a little lesson to listeners out there. Um, David and I were chatting about this a bit today. Uh, never a assu- well, you should always presume that anything you put out there, either in written form or verbally, on the internet's is not only going to be heard by someone, but will likely in today's day and age get back to the person you're talking about. I,
1: absolutely. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so last... I mean, um... So, again... Oh, i
2: going to tie into my quarterly little rant, so that's cool.
0: Okay. Uh, p- par, I mean, p- again, people that, that are not new to the show know that um, back when we did our 11 o'clock scores, which is our year-end awards sort of thing, I, you know, I, I chose... Um, Sean Murphy's Punk Rock Jesus is my favorite miniseries of the year. Um, reviewed it at length. Uh, you know, we've talked, I think, about just about everything that Sean Murphy's done yes. over his career thus far. Um, big fans of his work. And it's true. And then just recently, David and Chris um, read Punk Rock Jesus and had a very nice, lengthy conversation last week in Vince in my absence about the book. Um, and just, you know, I follow Sean on Twitter, um, but I don't, in spite of being a fan of his and having met him a few times at cons and owning some of his art, I don't know that he he's ever like connected the dots and knows me from Adam.
1: So you're a stalker, is what you're saying?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: like as anyone, I mean that's kind of the nature of Twitter, right? Yeah. But uh, but I'm on I'm you know I see on Twitter today a little thing that's like from Sean Murphy saying hey, uh, you know basically saying oh this interesting interesting discussion going on over in this message board about you know what would be my it book and uh, I've had tons of offers from the big two. But, uh, but I, uh, you know, I, I believe creator owned work is where the, the money can be made. And it was a link to our forum, to the thread that's going on right now at forums.bulpinboltenspodcast.com. Nice. Um, that, uh, that, that where I think Tim, Tim Racker, our buddy for Freaky Tiki started it and said, it, as a follow up to David and Chris's conversation in the episode thread, he started a, a, a thread saying, has Sean Murphy had his it book yet, meaning like his seminal work, the work that will like, you know, elevate him into legendary status? And there was some, I think, pretty good, you know, discussion back and forth about that. And, you know, whether I, I would imagine what happened is either from Sean doing like a, a, a Google alert of his own name or more just somebody else that, that we know that uh, listens to our show and and knows him, you know, reference to him, he became aware of, of the forum thread. And, and I mean, a couple of things. First of all, it was cool in the sense that, a credit to, you know, we say this all the time, but a real credit to our forum in that, uh, um, Sean clearly was, was happy and impressed by how polite and, uh, and level headed the thread was. Um, and, and while I can't say that we are always that way, and we certainly had our moments where we could get out of hand. Um, it was, you know, fun praise to, praise Jesus. To, it was fun to know that, that at least in this particular case, we, we represented, we in our, Community members represented ourselves well, you know, because yep. he doesn't really know us. So, and, and you know, I just pinged him back saying, "Hey, man, thanks. You know, hey, appreciate the, the 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 mention. You know, we we're big fans of your work, and we had a lengthy discussion about your book, you know, last week, and 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 that sort of thing." And uh, he was like, "Oh, are you on the forums?" And I was like, well, I, Yeah." I was like, "Actually, myself and Chris Niesman and Vincent and D- David are all we're actually the the the, the host of the show, and it's our forum." And he's like, "Oh, cool." Um, but but the the long and the short of it, for my end, is just that you know. It is. It is a reminder. In this case, it worked out well, right? Because you know, we, we, we had a very balanced, I think, fair discussion about his work, which he appreciated. But but I do think it is a reminder to, to just not, not us, but just everybody in general, in terms of our community and others, that you know, uh, we say this all the time, but just own what you say. You know, whether uh, I you know I have uh, what just in the last few weeks, I have gone on a number of rants. Um, I've been critical of certain things and people. And and my rule of thumb has always been like you got to own it. Whether you 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 just if you say it, you got to own it. Be ready to be confronted about it, or address it, or deal with it. And that's kind of where we are here too. And again, this was an innocuous one, but just remember that just because it's you know a forum where you feel like you know everybody, or or you're, you have a little podcast and you you feel like not maybe don't even have a ton of listeners yet because you haven't really scaled, just know that that even in that case, there's a good chance in today's day and age that what you say about some particular person or work uh, whether it be critical or in or complimentary is going to get back to them and so that's not a bad thing right that's ultimately what you're trying to i think that's that's probably the goal in many cases if you're going to talk about something you want your voice to be heard but just know that whatever you say is likely going to be heard and so just own it is all i'm saying don't don't you know, just just be aware of that, and uh, and and in this case, it, it it was a a positive experience for us in the community. But you know, I'm sure to be fair, we've had moments where we've ranted or bitched or made fun of other people's works, and 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 maybe it hasn't come back directly on us, but we should probably assume that you know there, there's been some people that have been you know been like, well, what the fuck's up with them type of thing. So just yeah. you know, just yeah. just own it's all I'm saying. It's just you know, just be aware that that your voice is heard.
1: It's true. I try and keep it relatively positive on the twitter if if i'm going to tweet it it it's more often than not going to be negative if i tweet something negative you know i'm in a really foul mood
0: this wasn't twitter right this was from our forum right right but
1: i'm just saying you were talking about twitter too you follow him uh but one, one of the things to which i pride myself is i will instantly own up to something if i know i'm wrong like I, I, don't have any time in my life for bullshit. Like, uh, I, there, there are many people I associate with who will front; they'll put up a front when when they they know they're wrong, and they'll, they'll try and weasel out with it, out of it, or stuff. I, I, can't stand that. If if I'm wrong, I will stop dead, boom, and admit I'm wrong. Like about that Superman on chain thing, I tweeted. I, I guess I ranted a little bit about it being, you we know, did. The, yeah. And and so as soon as somebody told me that that was a poster, I'm like, shit, I'm stupid, I'm wrong you know what i mean why why drag it out why extend it you know what i mean and i think that's a lot of what twitter is becoming i mean there are twitter fights that go on forever just like you're right don't just own up to something if you're wrong you're wrong it doesn't mean it doesn't emasculate you to be wrong right actually i i I admire people who will admit they're wrong
0: yeah well i was going to say i agree i think uh I, uh, I am not a fan of dogma in general, right? And yeah, that, that sends yeah. into my views on religion and politics and the world, really. I'm just not, I'm not a dogmatic person. I, I have strong opinions on things, certainly, and we express a lot of them here on the show or in our, in our personal life, those that know me personally. But, but I, I also am, would like to think that I'm more than open to the alternative viewpoint. And while I may not, you may not change my personal viewpoint. I'm never going to admonish someone for having it. Like, True. like I, you know, it's, um, I have friends in, in, in my life who are, Sort of also, also atheists, and and I think that uh, they're almost religious in their views, in the sense that they go out of their way to like belittle those of faith. And I, I've never been like that. Like if you you know, my wife is a Catholic, so it's like I, I don't same here. Like I fully accept that that my view on the world may not be right. It certainly isn't right for a lot of people. So that's you just do you. You do you. I'll do me. I'll, I'll be honest with you about my views. Like when Vince, you and I got into the unplanned discussion about <laughs> no and look I mean and we you know we, we probably took a lot of flack on that not only those I credit the people that you know kind of were, again friend, friends enough with us that they just came at us directly I appreciate that very much when people disagree they just you know to come at us but I also would imagine there's probably a lot of our listeners that were like you know that don't either talk to us directly or don't know us that probably were like oh you know like, it, it, and, and, and my only point on that front was that you know I never want our show to be you know the show's ultimately about entertaining ourselves and entertaining our, our audience. Mm -hmm. So I never want to like do something intentionally or unintentionally that makes the show not fun for someone. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I, I think on that front, like my bad on that, but like the point is, is that, you know, you just have to, uh, you know, you just have to, you know, um, be accountable for your, your, your viewpoints. But also I think open-mindedness is key. Like just dogma. I don't like, I don't know who wins from dogma, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't. Other than politicians and like world leaders, I don't know who wins by like never yielding to your. I certainly don't know how you can have a healthy marriage and not and that, not That does. is so true, right? Yeah. I mean, even when you think you're right, sometimes it's just easier to acquiesce because like it's just not worth it sometimes to fight that yeah. fight. There, right? There's
1: nothing wrong with a well-planned retreat.
0: Yeah, and as parents, right? I mean, we can. I mean, I, I I'm finding too, and you you know, Vince, you have at least in one case, you know, a child that's even older than than. Than mine, but I'm finding, like, especially with my 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 ten year old, like he's a smart kid, and he's he's actually at times now I find him making, like, reasonably mature, qu- like quality counter arguments sometimes to things that like my wife and I want to do. Oh yeah,
1: say. it's true. Yep.
0: You know, and now sometimes to be fair, we don't let him know that we think that they're quality counter. arguments You don't want to no, know you
1: want to do that. No, no that's bad. But, like
0: I so so and again, I think it's it, it, it whether you're it's about being a friend or a parent or a critic, I guess in our case or or a reviewer or you're trying to be funny like you just you need to again you can have strong opinions that's that, you know we're all very stru- stru- high. we are very opinionated people and in some cases we often vehemently disagree with one another but, but I think you have to at least be open to the fact that you could be wrong I mean yeah. you know, it doesn't mean someone's going to convince you you are wrong but you should always be open to the fact that you could be wrong you know you, you might be wrong you, you may feel you're not but you might be wrong that's yeah. all
1: no shame in being wrong yeah. uh, I will yeah. say as far as being a parent Dealing with my children and DAP, um, because because I said so, doesn't wash anymore. The kids these days are too damn smart.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah we we get that, definitely. Um, the trick is when they, they give you the counter argument and it's like 100% right. Yeah. And you're like, do I acquiesce because they're right? And it's important if they make a good argument to realize that they have a viewpoint that's worth listening to. Or you just you do the parent thing like... Well, I'm the parent. And we're doing it this way, you know. Like it's it's yeah. a difficult choice sometimes. I
1: I will almost inevitably relent when they give me an argument that um is is more sound than mine. I'll be like, you're right. I I I I can't I can't get you on this one. You got it. Unless it's like I'm going to go buy drugs because you know yeah. um I'll, I'll usually let them let them off.
0: I'll usually yeah. like lay the hammer down right then and there. and Be like, well. I'm um, the king of the castle type of thing. But then, like, I'll let it calm for a little bit, and then, like, I'll roll over back to the situation and be like, you know, you had a point, here's why, and maybe this is, we can compromise here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. just so they don't forget that, like, who's ruling the roost, but also then kind of go back into a It, it just like teaches
1: them, how, you know, how to socially inter- interact with people. I mean, yeah. no one is going to be as forgiving as the people they live with. I mean, in the real world, there are sharks out there. And I just try and and, you know... Actually, it's practice for them from when they go out there and deal with these people, so right. they they know what to expect. But anyway, comics. Let's let's drive it in another direction. Ooh, look at this. We, David
0: wanted to. Uh, David alluded with the Sean Murphy thing that he was. He, he
2: did you. have a bitch. Yeah. No, I just that um that it 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 ties into like like you said with owning it. That I just I'm not I'm not a fan of. The, the, the internet handles, the whole, you know, hiding behind oh, your gamer tag from like, you know, when you were 12 yeah, years old. It's like, silly. you know, if you're gonna, I mean, I'm all four of us use our names on the forum. We, I mean, we introduce ourselves on the show, but you know, if it's much easier to, I think you'll be heard. You have a better chance of, of having your, your side of the story heard if there's an impression that. It's a real person on the other side of, of of the conversation. If if you're just you know big booty sixty nine, that's, that's yeah. It's kind hard it, to take somebody like that seriously and and just you know all right. Well, if you can't if if you can't come at me, you know, letting me know that you are who you are and you're backing up what you're saying, then it's 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 almost it's not even worth it. So the fact that we have a lot of people. On our form, who do year do use their their real names? It's I I I really do appreciate that, and 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 it's much easier to, um, it it makes a little bit more friendly also when you're it's it's much easier to when you're talking about someone else in a thread, and yeah, okay, well you know, well well what Steve said earlier. That's much better than you know well, what Silver Surfer's daddy said earlier. Yeah, it's just, yeah it, and
1: in it, like a con situation, it's it's a lot less. I mean, it's uncomfortable to go up to a person and be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Common Writer Donut on the forum." You know, like really? <laughs> That's <laughs>
2: great because I'm gonna yell that out at the bar. You know, get a drink. Hey,
1: it's Common Writer Donut.
2: 4379. It's it so, Four, yeah, no, all really, just it it all just plays into that.
1: Yeah. I love our forum, though. I don't post as much as I used to, but I love our I forum.
2: Tell us, tell us about it.
1: No, I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, we're not busy. We don't work. At... Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that's it's so like I got... Me. I, you and Kristen, <laughs> you're my uh, podcast wife. Uh, like, we're not fucking busy. Like, like, let's see, I have three kids, coaching, um, a, a fantasy football website that's wildly popular.
2: I'm doing important
1: life. stuff. I'm making art.
2: <laughs> but, you, but you're right, though. I oh, I, I, I well, my bad. In my bad. Chris did <laughs> that with... Chris said that to Jason last time you weren't here. He was like, he says, "No, you know, because I'm always on the Facebook. I'm not on Twitter and everything." And and Jason's like, "Yeah, because you know, I'm not, I'm not working or nothing. I got no, nothing better to do than be on Twitter." Yeah, all day. I,
0: don't, I don't have a, gl- a global portfolio of securities I'm running for people. That's cool. No, I mean I can understand. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's
1: Global portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who has a global portfolio of great prices?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Discount.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Discount. What are you, Chris, now we're wrapping up in two hours.
1: We're two fifteen. We still got to do in your travels, my blood. Oh my
0: god, dude! You are Chris now. What has happened?
1: Global portfolio of you great prices. No, <laughs> at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. dot com. Remember this, Archie one hundred page comics jamboree, seven forty nine. And speaking of the Twitter, uh, I stalk Francesco Francavilla. And he seems to be having a ball of a time on Afterlife with Archie. And I'm guessing we will be, too. So keep an eye out for that. I can't wait. Afterlife with Archie? Come on. Uh, Deadpool by Joe Kelly. N- not a rise. Deadpool by Joe Kelly. Omnibus. sixty-two fifty. And last but not least, again from Archie, the fox, number one from Dean Haspiel, Mark Wade and company will only cost you $1.49. In your travels. Do yourself a huge favor if you are a fan of horror comics. I praise this book continually um, since its inception, but I do believe the f- 12th issue is the greatest yet in the run. It's from Dark Horse. It's called Creepy, and it is fantastic. Um, listen to the roster of of uh, creators on this thing. Ron Mars, Pete Bagg, Uh, John Arcudi, Archie Goodwin, Steve Ditko, Richard Corbin, and um, somebody you may have heard from, I don't know, called Matthew Allison. Ah, yes. Dude, he writes and draws his, um, oh, and um, somebody uh, that's associated with Hellboy, a Mignola guy. Mignola? Mignola. Yeah, he does the frontispiece. But um, Matthew Allison turns in the story. It is amazing. We know this guy. We can say we knew this guy back in the day. Uh, he's the Calamity of Challenge dude. And he is fantastic. It is disgusting. It's gross. It's violent. It's it's creepy. It's psychotronic. It's amazing. Um, I liked it. And that's saying a lot because you know my love for Richard Corbin. I liked it as much as the Corbin story. What? Yeah. yeah. Corbin turns in a uh a, a new newly uh written and drawn, but it has uh, a classic tinge to it. It's called Uncle Magnus. It's about a dude who ripped off the entire town and absconded with the money, hid it somewhere, but he died before he told anyone the location of the money. And his wife is dying on her luck and she's drinking herself into a stupor and she falls asleep on his grave telling him, why you son of a bitch? Why couldn't you tell me where the money is? Blah, blah, blah. And in typical creepy fashion uncle magnus comes back to the land of the living raises hell there's a i want my cake bedelia type moment like creep show in here but it's all beautifully rendered in black and white by richard corbin there is a reason why i call corbin uh one of the true masters of the medium and you'll see why in this story nice oh it's amazing but 4.99 extra size you even get steve ditko in here oh Mm -hmm. come on let's go there uh, but it it's amazing and buy it for the Matthew Allison story because it's fantastic nice yes
2: love it you should uh this is something that was um recently collected the the, the first four books in the um in the first volume of of the trilogy um i am just about done reading uh this particular storyline but uh written by Matt Wagner Pencils by Simon Bisley, inks by um, Rodney Ramos. It is the Tower Chronicles, the first book. Oh, nice! Is uh, is guys is talk? It is. It looks fantastic, but it it it's also wild. It's it's different than the mainstream stuff we were talking about earlier. It um it, it, it there's mystery going on in here. There's uh is supernatural aspects of it since he's hunting down. Um, vampires and, and, and other demon type, uh, characters. Um, they're the, the there's the, the obligatory big titty woman by Simon Bisley and, uh, and, yeah. and, and yeah. Thumping so guts, baby. Um, you, you get, uh, four or five panels on a page, maybe three. They're nice. They're big. There's a lot going on. There's nothing, uh, there's no, um, no, no, no scrimping on anything in, on, in this book. It, it's just been, uh, it's been a great fun. And I still have to, to, to thank Hassan for getting me the first chapter in the first book so that I could, um, grab hold and, 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 finish it. And I cannot wait. That, that was, it's another thing that I've been trying to finish along with everything else that, that I've been reading over the past couple weeks. And, and, uh, like I said, the, the hardcover was released, um, each book, it, it they're thick. There are a lot of pages. Um,
1: it's like seventy-two in each issue, something right? Like that, yeah. yeah. From like
2: like sixty-four to yeah. So it's 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 thick. It's hefty, and
1: um, it's a hardcover s- too.
2: I would say to check it out. Yeah,
1: nice. So you brought it all back home because we were talking about Kevin Eastman earlier, yeah. and you you threw us the Bisley, who worked extensively yes. with, with and continues to with with uh, Eastman. I was just looking through Thumping Guts like last week. Awesome. <laughs> That's a freaky-ass book. Mm, no, it is. Yeah. Uh,
0: in your travels, uh, I would implore you to follow me on the journey that I'm undertaking. Uh, the book was written by Mr. Jean-Pierre Percu. I
1: thought you were talking about Mormonism. No. Uh,
0: Illustrated by Vince is going to plot, Mr. Igor Corday.
1: Yeah, baby. As
0: well as Leo Pilopovich, Goran Suzuka, and Ghetto.
1: Oh, I know what you're reading.
0: Colors by Carol Bow. Yeah. uh, Published by Arkea.
1: You know this.
0: Uh, I am reading volume one of the secret history omnibus uh, from the dawn of time to 1917. Uh, it's uh, a story of uh, brothers and sisters, four of them, um, who sort of travel through time, and uh, we get exposed to all different key moments in um, in world history, and their involvement in them is is deeply intertwined and sort of keeping the world at at uh, you know in the way it should be. And it's uh, I just started it, so I don't have much to say about the plot or whatever. But it's a book that, again, kind of similar to the to the um, well, even longer than that. I, I think I've had this book on my shelf for three years. I think I bought this at the C two E two when we first got tats. So what was that? Four years ago?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah. I bought this when that was one of those times when the arcade was having that crazy like Sunday sale. Yes. Yes. So yes. this has been. I mean, because it's just a beautiful hardcover, and it's been on my sh- my shelf ever since. And I uh, I pulled it out to read on vacation. It didn't. This is one of the few things I didn't get to. So I, I it's in my my bag now to read one. To and fro, my, uh, my commute to work. So, I will let you all know what you think. It's, it's, from the sounds of events, you've read it?
1: No, I'm oh, okay. s- it scares me. Okay. Because uh, you know my love for Corday, and that was the initial attraction to the book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, Tardy aside, I find historical works uh, to be a little dry.
0: I could see you not liking that, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's what I said. yeah. I mean, and
1: I, and I was kind that, of yeah. reluctant to pick it up, but I, I'll wait for your uh, take on the book. And if I mean, I would you,
0: say just from leafing through it before I start, it's it's very dense. Oh sure, uh, yeah, tremendous amounts of detail in the pages, and and a lot, you know, fairly large amount of word balloons. So you know, we will see, but uh, but I certainly like the, the setup of the premise because unlike you, I do like, uh, conspi, you know, like historical tales and conspiracy and the like. Um, and while I promise not to give away the ending of the uh, the regular show episode I mentioned earlier, dude, all I can say is picture regular show versions of Mulder and Scully.
1: He's doing it again.
0: What? What? I'm not spoiling anything. There, <laughs> there are- was a kid. I, are yeah. they
1: in a rowboat though?
0: There are regular show drawn versions of Mulder and Scully in the. Episode no way. Yeah. Well,
2: there well, was- how the
1: hell does that tie into?
2: There. There was. There was a dude. Who on campus today? He was wearing a Krampus. He was he was wearing a oh, uh, Krampus. It was it was, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was a baseball jersey. He was wearing a ball cap, and I think the ball cap had um, "yeah" written across the front. with No, the guy above it, yeah, no. And and, and the uh, and and the sizer in the back, I believe, said "regular show" above it. But, oh, yeah.
1: I gotta get one.
2: It's awesome. It was a black hat with a yellow bill. I
1: don't have any regular show garments yet. I need that. I need Same to rectify here. that.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: I have Adventure Time shirts.
0: The boys have uh, a Finn and Jake, matching Finn and Jake winter caps. like that. Nice. Yeah, we don't have any regular show gear.
1: Again, like the Adventure Time toys, the regular show toys are nasty.
0: They're jank. They
1: They're are. Terrible. They're really bad.
0: Every time we go to Toys R Us or something, like for the boys, I, I always look at that stuff thinking I'm going to see some like really nice vinyls or something to put on my desk, and they they always look so cheap to me.
1: Yeah, it's one thing. Cartoon Network has never um, done well with merchandising for their stuff. Everything yeah. seems to be kind of crappy.
0: We did. Uh, we did pick up the um, the. Uh, um, Adventure Time box set. Oh nice. Uh, of, the first, of the first two seasons. Blu-ray? Uh no, well, no, I didn't buy the Blu-ray because we bought it uh, so that the boys could watch it uh on the drive to Outer Banks. Gotcha. So, yeah. It was uh it's it's,
2: it's great that they finally put that together as a nice collection though.
1: Yeah, Blu-rays on my list. I need those. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get out, oh, we're going to Oh, and we're, also we'll loan the Turtles when that comes out.
0: Oh yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's true too. I want to get that too. We uh, we should also, because time's a ticking. We should give a shout out to uh, our our good friend Mr. Zach Cruz and his yes his Appleseed uh, convention, which is currently in the about midway point of its Kickstarter. And um, you know, I would say that that you know he's raising money for for to make the Appleseed Con bigger and better. And I will give him a lot of credit in that you know when you're raising money for like an event, it's it's a little different because people aren't. It's like coming away with a, a book or something. So there's lots of tiers where you can actually get tickets to the show if you're in that area, but also for the many of us who aren't in that area and, you know, maybe can't realistically make the show, he's got a ton of different, you know, uh uh comic packages, you know, um uh, trade paper book packages, uh original art packages, sketch packages, uh including uh one of Vince's favorites, Mr. Peter Bagg. Yep. You can you can buy original art from Peter, and and you can get uh, sketch commissions from Peter, which which I don't know if that's a, it seems to me based on my years of going to cons, it's not all that often that, that you can get a Peter bag like sketch pre order, so that seems like a pretty awesome sure. thing. Um, you know, as you know, I'm not a huge Peter bag fan personally, so that's not something that like I'm looking to get, but yeah, but, but that, I I could see that being of of high demand by many others. Again,
1: so. character flaw. Yeah.
2: You know,
0: what are you gonna do? Well I, I pledged in honor of all of us. I, I uh I pledged to uh for one of the um sponsorships so so we will we will have a uh a full page ad in the in the program.
1: <laughs> More work all for right. me.
0: More work <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh my bad, dude. You know what? I'm gonna handle that, Vince. No,
1: <laughs> no, 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 you're not. No, I got That's it. That's my baby.
0: Nope, I got it. <laughs> okay. You're busy, huh? don't worry about. It. You do you. All right. I'll, I'll handle the. I'll handle the, the 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 stuff for the group. You handle yeah, you. I got it.
1: Uh, adapt, adapt, I, I got it.
0: I'll adapt you the text. I'll do the. the, the <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: I love you guys.
0: <laughs> <That's what happened.
1: laughs> All right, hey everybody! Thank you so much for being here. As usual, we'll be back. Same stinking. Th-
0: I think we'll have the quartet back. I yeah, so. well,
1: possibility of five next week, right?
0: Maybe. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, let's not chase ourselves, but yeah, yeah.
1: Same stinking time, same stinking channel. Join oh. us if you will. No, not if you will. You join us. You you damn well join us <laughs> yeah. next week. Yeah,
0: yeah, and tell a friend too.
1: And while you're at it, why don't you uh, bump up our iTunes review count because it's True. been it's been stagnating. Summer is yeah, yeah. tough on podcasts.
0: It is. It is.
1: It's nasty tough. So do us a, do us a solid. Uh, pass me the cheese doodles and leave us an iTunes review. Thank it him.
0: does mean a lot. Like if people that it and based on our listenership, there's plenty of y'all who haven't done that yet. So go ahead.
1: True. And I see some of the podcasts in the rankings. And I'm like, really.
0: Oh, no offense, yeah, but, for but really? <laughs> I mean, which is not to say we're not pleased with where we, we, nah, we were. No, but, we but have,
1: you can always do better.
0: But we, you know, there's really... I mean, let's be honest, people. Uh, we should I mean, there's no reason we shouldn't consistently be number one among comics podcasts. So Hell,
1: comics, have, all podcasts. We should be bumping...
0: We should certainly be in the top five of visual arts at all times.
1: Is Adam Curry still a big deal on the podcast? Circuit yeah, but,
0: I mean, how entertaining can a photography podcast
1: that's what I'm saying I, and it's and they seem to put out like an episode every day or something
0: like like what do you like it's a how do you have a podcast about visual thing like photography
1: well in come on we, we're visual I guess, based yeah medium, we do so. the same thing <laughs> never mind yeah alright okay you, do, you just have to be eloquent
2: yes we're
0: yes. we're mildly funny we're funny <laughs> really <laughs>
1: elephants what so yeah join us next week we love you so much Oh my goodness, we do.
2: Bye, David. Bye, David. Call David because he's lonely. Yeah, yeah. Everyone be waiting. He's hot for your bods.
0: Later.